Hello and welcome to the BNY Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Shannon. Joining me is the DM, Peter Gorski. How are you? I'm doing okay, Owen. I'm doing okay. Thanks for having me. And on the other microphone, my fellow Hylian, Mark Gorski. How are you? I'm lost right now, Owen. Like in a existential sense or in Zelda? I guess Zelda. I've just been, you know, I've been around. I've done, I've done a lot, but still trying to find my way because there's just so much to do. We'll get more into Zelda. I'm going to get some of the housekeeping stuff out of the way. We are a bi-weekly show now, each Monday, not each Monday, every other Monday, an episode will come out. Um, this is one of those episodes. This is episode 102. Uh, I used to give updates on Game Club, uh, not to bring it to everyone's attention, but we beat XCOM 2 a while ago, and we still need to have a conversation about it, but that conversation will not be today. Uh, we need to get some third parties involved in that conversation, so apologies if you've really been waiting around for that one, but we're going to stay committed. We'll get that out there. I want to have kind of a before the main stuff that we've planned today, I want to go back in time a little bit, a couple weeks, and get our thoughts on something that we weren't able to get our thoughts on. You guys both listened to the kind of funny Phil Spencer interview, right? Yes, I did. I actually have not. You haven't. Ooh, I have not. Oh, embarrassing. Um, well... I'm you might have thoughts on it regardless, but let's just take five minutes, Peter. I want to know what you thought of that interview, what you thought of Phil Spencer, what you thought of how kind of funny handled it. I thought kind of, I think that's one of the best pieces of content that kind of funny has made in years. I thought it was fantastic. I thought Mike, Gary, and Paris all asked really tough, hard hitting questions. They did not hold Phil's hand. They're all fans of him. They're all even, some of them are even like friends of his. But they also treated it like a real professional interview. They asked a lot of questions that I had been thinking of for a while, and I'm really glad they did. I respect Phil for going on the interview when he was in the middle of just having one of the worst week, one of his worst weeks as head of Xbox. I respect him for his bluntness and his honesty. You could tell he was upset during the interview, but he still answered. I've heard seen some people say like, "Oh, he shouldn't have done the interview. It was bad. It was bad. Like, it was just all it did was create more negativity for the Xbox brand." And I disagree completely with that take. I, if the house is on fire, I want someone to tell me that it's on fire. I smell smoke. It seems like things are burning. I don't want someone to tell me that everything's fine. Be honest with me. Talk to me like an adult. I liked it. He again. It's just right now. It's not a good time for Xbox. It's just not. And he's being honest about that. And he agrees. And you think there is a bright future ahead, but he understands why all the fans are feeling as negative as they are right now. He said a couple, there are certain statements that he made that people are analyzing. I'm sure you're about to bring them up that we could talk about, but overall, I thought he did well. I'm very glad that the interview happened. Kind of funny, did a great job. And I think it, I still, and I do stand with he should have done it. And I disagree vehemently with anyone who said he never should have done it. It just looked bad for Xbox. Well, guess what? Things look bad right now. So I agree with like 95% of everything you just oh said, boy. because I do, uh, I do respect him for keeping that interview slot and going through it and being honest. I, I respect all of those qualities. I thought kind of funny did 
a pretty great job at it. I, there, there was a part of me that like, I wish they went just a little bit harder, but I also kind of understand like, you, uh, the guy agreed to it. Like you can't mug him here. You can't uh, completely beat the shit out of him. And they, they definitely got enough of the answers out of him that I wanted. Um, that being said, the idea that he never should have done it, I got to look at it from multiple angles. As a Xbox consumer, I like that he did it because I, I don't I don't care about positive or negative. I, I just want realistic. Exactly. Um, and I felt like he was being mostly realistic. But some of the bigger statements were very much like, these are the negative thoughts of a guy going through it that I don't think they helped anything. And I mean specifically, he was very correct in saying that they lost a horrible generation in the Xbox One. That's when digital libraries were being built and now people feel committed to their platform. So they're just in a bad spot. Very realistic good thing to have out there I've, I've actually never heard it said that way so i was actually like really impressed that he just outright said that and then he got into the whole like if starfield's an 11 out of 10 people won't sell their ps5s and people think that great games will just make people come but he doesn't think that's it and that's paraphrasing but that's ultimately what like everyone kind of took away from it and that is the statement where it's like, ooh, you just shouldn't have put that one out there. That one shouldn't be out there. It's partly right. It's also partly wrong. Um, it's just, it's a bad look. Because it is so obvious that if Xbox made great games on a consistent basis, more people would own Xboxes. That is just a fact. Would people mm-hmm. be selling their PS5s? I, I don't know. And is that the goal? Is the goal to get the people to sell their PS5s? Because it probably shouldn't be. Um, but I'm pretty sure if they just made great games consistently, Xboxes would be selling consistently. Um, I'm interested in both of your thoughts on that. Mark, if you have a thought on this, we can get you into the conversation. Then we can loop oh, back yeah. to Peter. Like with this specific take from Phil Spencer saying like, oh... Great, the, the the way we're praising it at the very least, of great games are not going to get people to just suddenly buy the Xbox and sell the PlayStation. I gotta say, that's definitely the position I am in with Xbox. Or if I know they're going to drop a game that I'm interested in, it's going to be on Game Pass. They have they're putting everything that they have on PC already. Also, so I have I will never have a reason to get an Xbox at this point. That there there is a market of trying to get people. Uh, who are exclusively console players to swap over. I really don't know, unless if it is just like hit after hit exclusive, they don't have another option. But people in in my ballpark, it's like, well, I also have a PC that is on the side there. It's like, oh, I, I will probably never own an Xbox unless that they stop porting stuff to PC also, which... I, I don't know. It does really sound like a really tricky situation that they're they're in right now. Peter, what are your thoughts on that statement specifically? I 
mean, Xbox, I mean, Phil said, like, we're not in the competition of being the number one console seller anymore. Like, we're not trying to beat PlayStation and Nintendo. We're trying to do our own thing. So I think the idea of someone saying, I'm never going to play an Xbox anymore, you know, I don't think Phil is that all beat up about it if he can get you in via PC or cloud. Because they're trying to go at this from multiple different avenues because they tried to beat PlayStation at their own game and they lost and they lost horribly. And they know that they don't have the teams. I They haven't for a while. Not on paper they could, but they're too far gone now of they didn't have the teams. They didn't have the games. They didn't have the franchises. They just did not have the means to beat PlayStation at the games and con- our games and console are better than your games and console game. I think it was odd of him to say that, you know, like, one, like, like yeah, was Starfield being 11 out of 10, is that going to make everyone all of a sudden sell their PlayStations? No, but if you have a lot of those, and maybe you don't get people to sell their PS5s, but you'll get more people to buy into the system, like, it just, I know you already said that no one, or something similar to it, but it's just really reinforced of no one's expecting one single game to be a concert seller, but it needs to lay the groundwork for other fantastic games to come, and that's just not really happening for Xbox, as we talked about a lot. Last but, episode, just... like On top of that, Peter, not to cut you off, does that, do, like, people who are in that position, like, oh, man, like, I could really just... Xbox, not just they have this 11 out of 10 star field, but... Several other games come along. Hellblade, oh my god, it's also an eleven out of ten, and just more keep coming out. Does the does the question come for these people? Just like, do I now go get an Xbox? It's like, oh, I already have a PlayStation. I don't have a PC, or you, you don't even have a PlayStation. It's like, oh, I know there's a whole bunch of other things I have at PC, or that there's there is on the PC market. Is this the time to invest in that? as well and is but that even a loss at that point i don't think it is but i think the thing that people forget sometimes is that that investment into the pc market to play modern games is four times more expensive than it is to buy a console it's true and the series s is right there the most affordable way to play games so i think there there are the people like you that have the PC already and are, I think you're subscribed to Game Pass or maybe you go in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't think they're even trying to sell you a console. The only way they would get you to sell a console is if like, or to buy a console is if your living situation changed and you really wanted to treat yourself and you had a nice TV that you wanted a Series S on because it would be convenient to play it there. Like, like, that's the only way they get you. If you're spending money that you really don't need to spend. Um, but there are plenty of people that just have a PS5 or just have a Switch that could be drawn over by making great games. I, I think that market is still there, and I don't think that the majority of those people would think instead like, well, instead of buying this three to $500 console, I'm going to buy a $2,200 gaming PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I don't think that is a jump that most people are making. Some people are, but most people aren't. Mm-hmm. I definitely, when I see Xbox heads, cause I've been getting a lot of them recently. I don't know why in the past, like, four three weeks i'm getting a lot of ads that are all screaming 
Xbox Series S and Game Pass. Greatest deal. Come and get it, everybody. I don't know what this is about me right now, but I, it really is. And I every, t- every time I've ever had to talk about Xbox, I'm always pointing at the Game Pass sign. And it's a tired thing at this point, but the deal is just always still that good. It's, it's not on anymore. the table. It's I, not anymore. Every single, every three weeks, prominent games are leaving, and the ones that take their place are just indie games no one has ever fucking heard of. But that's like what I want at Game Pass for. <laughs> so for me, Mark, you can't tell. I rolled fun. my eyes. I rolled my eyes at that. I did. It's just like I, not of course. What... I mean, all the Xbox stuff is there too. Master it's Chief Collection is always right there. It's Grounded, giving off Xbox there. Live Gold energy. That's what Game Pass is doing right now. Of like, oh, it's Roosters Run too coming to Xbox Game Pass <laughs> tomorrow. It's like, holy shit! I I haven't beat the first one yet. It's in my backlog. I have to catch up. Like that's the energy of so many. That's just so like. Look at you can look at yeah, Mark. I'm gonna look up right now. You two talk for a bit, and then we'll move on to the next topic if you want to. But I'm gonna look up the last batch of Xbox Game Pass games, and we're gonna read them off to you. And I want you both, in earnest, to tell me if you've ever heard of them. All right? Well, <laughs> while you're doing that, I will say that uh, mainly to send a message. I know I'll be back, but I am no longer a Game Pass subscriber as of right now. Um, okay. I. I'm doing this partly because it's convenient for me because I have other things to play at the moment. But in reality, I just wasn't using that it that often. The last game I played on Game Pass was uh, Yakuza Kiwami. I never ended up beating it, unfortunately. Um, and maybe one day I'll be back to it when I'm back in Game Pass. But the only thing that I ever think like, oh, I'm kind of missing that a little bit is being able to do that occasional like load up Forza Horizon 5 for 20 minutes and drive around like that was a convenient thing to have Game Pass for but that's also not worth me spending $15 every month if that's all I'm getting out of it. Um, Guys, I have the games. Let's hear them. Massive Chalice. I have heard of that. It's a double fine game. Mark, have you heard of Massive Chalice? I can't say I've heard of Massive Chalice. Hmm. It's a double fine strategy game. You you might actually like that game, Peter. I'm very. I'm going to look at it right now. (laughs) Railway Empire Two. No. Cassette Beasts. We talked about this on the pod. I know that one. That's the Pokemon game. It's one of the highest reviewed games of the year. Let's see. Ghost Lore. No. Sounds familiar. No, it doesn't. I'm going to look at it now. Keep going, Peter. Eastern Exorcist. No. Nope. Planet of Lana. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know Planet of I, Lana. I almost, I almost picked it up in Fantasy Critic, and then I realized it was coming day one to Game Pass, and I dropped it immediately. I've never fucking heard of this. And then, obviously, you get FIFA 23. Duh. And then one that we all have heard of, Chicory. Chicory's on Game Pass now? Oh, my God. You've already played it, Mark. I know, but I'm glad it's on Game Pass. It's a really nice game. All right, Mark. Game Pass is specifically hey, for you. Congratulations. I, I like the the indie stuff on Game Pass. I've, uh, I'm not above it at all. But the promise of Game Pass was to specifically have Xbox making AAA games that come to it. And a lot of people say, like, oh, well, 
well, now they got to figure out how to get EA's next big game or something. Like, that's not going to happen. I don't know why people think it's going to happen. It's never going to happen. Um, and if it's just, But if it's just an indie service, I'm never going to buy back in. I don't care. I'm sorry, everyone. I just, I don't care about indie games for the most part. There's Occasionally I do. Indie games just do not catch my eye. I don't care about them. I don't think I ever will. I'm just well, not interested. It When Xbox isn't fulfilling their end, on the new... When it comes to new games coming to Game Pass, it's becoming it's becoming an indie thing. A lot of what I used Game Pass for was like the fact that they had all the Yakuza games, or or sometimes having the EA Play uh, implementation would come mm-hmm. in handy for one of the old EA games. Um, like for, with for example, all the Mass Effect games, maybe not. I forget what it's called, Andromeda. I don't think Andromeda no, is there, but is, one through three, is. maybe, oh, maybe not on Andromeda PC, not be there. Oh, they're really making money on all these Andromeda sales. You know, just to be throwing it away by putting it on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm just like, maybe they just don't want people to remember it exists even. You don't put it on Game Pass, but sure. There, it's there is value to having, like, the the big AAA game that's two years old that you never got around to. I, I'll, I I'll use it for that, too. But th- this isn't what the service was supposed to be. Exactly. I think that there is a very good reason to subscribe to Game Pass for a few months with all the EA games and some of the a few of the old Xbox games because I continue to stand by the majority of games Xbox have published are not very good. But once you're past that, they're not they have not been they have not given you a reason to say to stay subscribed. What feels like for a year now, if not more. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I have been using Game Pass for, but I don't need to, um, is the Master Chief Collection. Uh, I have technically been using Game Pass for that, but I still own the disc. I I guess it's a little more inconvenient for me now, but um, it's not like I'm missing out on something like that. And guess what? Of the old Xbox games to buy, uh, that's like the one. So, um, I think you can avoid Game Pass if you're not looking uh, to subscribe for a while. Um, are there any more thoughts on the interview before we get into the rest of the things? I can't really remember any other like hot button things he pressed. Hey, here's on. hey, can we all agree after his answer? Uh, Starfield's going to be 30 frames per second. Uh, that was specifically the question I wanted them to push a little bit more on. Cause if it's it like... was a yes, he would have said so because it would have been good news they desperately needed. The fact that he said, you will find out, tells me, hey, Todd, hey, Bethesda, this is your game. You are going to be the ones who tell the world the reality of your of the frames per second of this game because it's not going to be me. I've got enough shit on my shoulders already. I... I personally maybe this is just a preference thing for me i think once the redfall reviews came out of how horrible they were they should have just been like all right guys let's clear the deck it's all uh, starfield's 30 frames per second just get all of your anger out on us right away let's do it right now (laughs) um because what now what they're setting themselves up for is to have this big presentation that they put all this work into in the second week of june and it's going to be capped off by Starfield announcing that they are 30 frames per second. And that's going to be the only thing any of the gaming sites and podcasts talk about. 
it's it's like we can it's like if we went up to like a stranger and it's like in a month from now we know for a fact you are going to be in an awful car accident you can change it we know for a fact you will and the person's just like no i'm fine like that's what bethesda announcing 30 frames for like everyone knows it's going to be a shit show and we all know it's going to happen and we're, oh, they're only... just going to keep back to like there's nothing it is what it is it, it's it's to amend your uh your metaphor a little bit it's like you could be in a car accident in a month unless you can you, change you break your arm riding a skateboard today like you if can you do change that today you you'll be fine but if you wait a month you'll be hit by a car and your life might be in danger uh, let's not guarantee death yeah, but um, it's like, and you'll wonder, like, how could this have happened? We couldn't have known that it would be such a bad reaction. Like, but you did know, because we told you. Everyone's telling you, do not announce it for 30 frames. <laughs> it will be a shit show if you do. Um, And that that's what I wanted kind of funny to go a little harder on. Of Like, I kind of wish someone said, like, Starfield looks 30 frames. Everything about it. Like, the way Todd Howard has talked about it in interviews, it sounds like he thinks it's 30 frames. Like, when when are you guys going to do this one? Because it seems like you're going down the same path again. Um, in which case, it could have been on Phil to either, you know, just kind of do that, kicking it down the hill of, like, everyone will find out. Or tell tell us we're wrong. Like, we want you to tell us we're wrong. Yes, please. We want to be wrong. Um, but uh, I think that was the only other thing that really jumped out to me, too. And I feel like the industry's talked about it to death, so we can move on. Uh, I think this has been kind of consistent format-wise, and I think we should just keep it going. Of Let's get what we've been playing out of the way first, especially since one of the main topics is going to be one of the games that at least me and Mark have been playing. So, Peter... You can get into what you've been up to. I've I've heard you've been busy. Advanced Wars 2 is on hold. It's fun. I think it's even better than Advanced Wars 1. But but it's a lot. What do you mean a lot? Like mechanically There are four a lot? different there are four different campaigns in Advanced Wars 2. Oh, okay. Like four different countries. And I'm saying four different campaigns might be a bit in Advanced Wars 1, you are one army. You are mainly focused on them fighting other armies. Whereas in 2, you play through four different countries and you take over all of their... Like, each country has one army and you play through different parts of the campaign that are them. It's a lot Ooh. more. It's fun to do that. It is. Because, again, there are different COs in every country. They have different abilities and they change the way you can play and control your army. So there is, you know, there is a difference in them. But it is just a lot of advanced wars and it's like all right i'm gonna lift i've already completed one campaign i'm at the end of a second one it's like i'm just gonna lift my foot from the gas pedal and as the as you get to the, like the end of the countries missions start getting really tough and having it throwing a lot at you know it's like i don't need this right now i'm just gonna gonna take a sec so then i uh was on the playstation store because now i'm a boy who, who just pays you know pays bills and pays rent utility so i can no longer just buy any games i want willy-nilly without thinking about it oh and i was like yeah what's on sale and i found a game that was usually 40 dollars, and now it was 14 i was like well shit i guess i'll play the spiral reignited trilogy wow hmm. oh 
That's interesting. You're just on I've the already, first one? Yeah, uh, I've already beat the first one. I'm at the end of two right now. Okay. Spyro 1. Mark, we never played the original trilogy, did we? We played we... other Spyro games, but we never played the original Spyro trilogy, I don't so think. here's our Spyro legacy, Peter. I don't know if you remember all these steps. Oh, I but... remember Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood Spyro. Don't forget that one. Um, that's probably the, the Spyro in my mind, which is the Dragonfly one. That's what yes. I think of the most. I don't remember the title of it. The but... Year of the Dragonfly? Maybe. But first... We rented Ripto's Rage Spyro 2. We did not own a PS1 memory card, so we could not actually play it to completion. Uh, so we would just try to keep the PlayStation on if we had to step away. Hope we didn't die, because if you died, you have to load a save file. And it's just not how it's going to work. <laughs> um, we did this? I mean, I'm, oh, and I'm so young that I don't. I have no recollection of this. Oh, I remember this. We did not have a PS1. We had a PS2, and we tried playing Ripto's Rage. But man, Why did we not buy a memory card? <laughs> we didn't think we needed one. We had a well, PS2. We thought we could yeah, save it, PS1 it was specifically PS2. a PS1 memory card, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more okay. sense then. Yeah. So we just never rented a PS1 game ever again, even though it was backwards compatible. We could have just bought a PS1 memory card, I guess. And the PS1 library but, would have been right there well, for when, us. When you're a kid, you couldn't have just you bought couldn't a have PS1 done. memory card. Exactly. We couldn't. There was a point in time. There were periods of time. This is the worst problem to have. A problem nobody should ever have. We would just lose the PS2 memory card. Why it ever left the fucking PlayStation 2, I'll never well, know. Uh, but it did, did you guys not have multiple? We, we did by the end, but we had two PS2 memory cards by the time we were done. Because me and my we're... brothers had had like three or four, and I feel like we were losing them all the time. We only had two. We were pretty good at, if we were done with the game, we didn't need the save file anymore. We would delete it, so like we didn't need the space a lot of the time. But for some reason, there was a time, I remember, we had one memory card, and we lost it, and it was the bane of my existence just knowing like okay well i can't continue anything if i'm going to try to play something i can't get very far this is a nightmare i would i remember exclusively playing like simpsons road rage at the time because it didn't matter really if i had a save file in that game but spyro the games we played ripto's rage we played a little bit the year of the dragonfly i think is what it was called um there was one more ps2 spyro game we played i think that wasn't the Elijah Wood one, though. That was they changed no, voice actors. No, it was actors. one you played as multiple characters. That's right. You play as you play Hunter. As, you play as and then Hunter. I don't, I don't remember who else you play as, but I remember there being a third character. And other than that, we also played the other like reboot that they did, where Spyro was like a reboot. It wasn't like a necessarily serious Spyro game, but then the sequel you played as like an adult Spyro, which was very different and very unique. He could actually just fly. And then, well, no, because it was a trilogy. Then you play as a shorter Spyro, and then he gets older, and then you do the co-op one where you play as Spyro and Cinder. Yes, that's right. Was that a trilogy? I think it was a trilogy. Because if it was, we didn't play one of them. We only played two of the games. Well, then I guess it wasn't a trilogy. I mean, there might have been. We could have skipped one. I'm not going to say we didn't. I think I was really keen on the idea that it was co-op and we could play it. And it was like an older Spyro that could fly around. And I was like, oh, that sounds a lot more fun. Let's give that a shot. 
So I think there might have been one in between we missed. But Cinder was like the villain of the first one. I remember that. And you free she her. Was, and then and she's then, yeah, and then she's an ally. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is it. But that's all the Spyro we ever played. So it's really cool that you're playing more Spyro. Yes. Did you? Play Spyro, beat Spyro 1. Almost done with Spyro 2. Rectos Rage right now. Okay. You didn't play the Crash trilogy, did you? I, I don't tried. Remember. Last okay. year I tried. It was a game that's, I gave up on. That's right. Because it's so fucking... How would... The fact that it was made for kids is ridiculous. It is so fucking hard. And I just again, I got to a point before I st- I didn't get angry. I just was playing some levels and I got stuck. And again, it, the platforming and crash what you have to be pin like have pinpoint accuracy or else you will fall. It's like no, I don't need this. I've I also this heard that that remake might not actually be that good specifically when it comes to like the precision of the mechanics well it's i mean it's accurate to the first game because the like the original game was exactly the same way and it's like then i mean it's then you have to debate of whether you want to actually be truly authentic to the original or modernize it for you know our modern times and they chose the former and they, it was what they landed on, and I mean, expected. It, but it's it's you know I just it's not for me. That was like the first big remake they ever did, right? That was what put them on the map. I imagine if you don't have that kind of history of like putting out great remakes, you do it as authentic as possible because you don't want bad blood with the people who are here. For all the they're the ones. They're the ones who are going to be the first one to buy in. If they're like, "Oh, this game's just as good as I remember," then it pot. Then it, you know, they're spreading FOMO and incentivizes other people who never play. It's like, well, if they really like it, I should try it too. They earned so much goodwill that they were able to move on to. Uh, are wait? Is this Vicarious or is this Toys for Bob? Are I believe this is Vicarious. Ah, Toys so so they're they're with Diablo now. <laughs> yes. Toys for Bob made Crash 4 and the Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Okay, but Vicarious made Crash and Tony Hawk remixed. I don't know if... I don't know. Okay, someone... Since I have to talk Spyro, one of you look up who made Insane Trilogy. But Spyro 1 is a polar opposite to Crash 1. It is a... And I mean this in a good way. It is a baby's game for babies. It is incredibly easy. But it's really charming, and it's fun. It's a it's a full blown collectathon, which I'm not that crazy about. But it was fine. There wasn't again. It was a game for like it was Vicarious and Toys for Bob. Okay, but Spyro One again collectathon, just simple thing. Oh, there's an a goblin was made fun of on live TV, and then he attacked your friends because of it, and then you just have to save your friends and beat up the goblin. It's like, yep, this is. This seems accurate to when you know the kind of game was aiming for and for when it came out. And really not that much t- I mean the game looks it, the game is always a pleasure to look at. It Toys for Bob did such a good do- job of again, you know me, like fucking colorful cartoony platformer. It's it's in my veins. Give it to me, I want more of it. Spyro 2 is a much better game. You're, it's not as much of a collectathon. Obviously, you still have to get items, but you can finish levels without. The main point of Spyro 1 is you have to save your dragon friends. You have to find them. who they, They've been locked away throughout levels. At Spyro 2, you have to get talismans and orbs, so you're still collecting. But for throughout most of the game, it's like, just beat the level and you're fine. 
You have to get Origins where I'm at now, which is a part of the game I'm not that crazy about, because I hate when the game's like, oh, you have to collect this one thing to progress. Okay, but you also should have been collecting this other thing, because you, you can't progress even further without collecting this other thing. And it's like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Like, there are parts of, like, there are certain levels you can unlock if you get these orbs, but now you're at the, like, uh, to get to, into Ripto's lair to get to the final level, it's like you have to get 40 orbs, and I have 17. It's like if you had told me these were just as important as the talismans, as the talismans, I would have been collecting them throughout my playthrough. I wish you had told me, but the platforming in two is better. The levels I think are much better. Each level starts and ends with a little like 30 second cutscene about like characters that inhabit the world. They give the, they give each level so much more personality. And just their own unique feel to it that differentiate them from the others. Music's great in these games. The music is wonderful. The voice acting is very cheesy, but it's again, again, it's all it's all brand new voice acting, but it does fit when the game came out like late nineties, early two thousands. It's exactly what the game's going for. But so far, it's a wonderful experience. I'm glad I'm playing that. I'm going to immediately start uh, Spyro Three as soon as I'm done with two. I'm probably going to continue as soon as we're done recording. And, oh, and I have to talk to you, and I waited for this. I waited to have this conversation on the podcast. I decided, and I don't know if we want to do this together, as soon as I'm done with Spyro, because I still, I'm, I am, just have, maybe it's because the upcoming showcase, the fact that uh, Sackboy and oh, Big Adventure was better than I thought it was, and I just have a strong craving for PlayStation First Party. Owen, oh, as soon as I'm done with Spyro, I'm doing, I'm starting Death Stranding. Do you want to do it with me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I really should. I have it. Yeah, um, we both talked about doing it this year. Yeah, I'm going to beat Spider Two and Spider Three, and then I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the director's or what's it called? Yeah, the, director's cut. Yeah, director's cut. Because apparently it enhances the game and adds a lot more to it. So I'm going to buy the director's cut whenever I'm done with Spiral Three. And I'm just I'm in the mood for a big meaty first party PlayStation game. And the other one I play I toyed around with was Ghost of Tsushima, but I know I'm not gonna like it. I just know I probably again I see Joe not liking it. It's like oh, Joe doesn't like it. I probably won't like it either. So I'm just gonna go right into Death Stranding as soon as I have a Spyro. Okay. okay. Wow, it's I, happening, guys. The, the only thing that will prevent me is um. I'll I'll at least want to be far enough in Zelda before I start that up. I I believe I'm capable of playing both games, seeing as they're on different systems. Uh, you probably got like a month or so, so you're good. Okay, that's perfect. Um, sweet. Well, now I I have that look to look forward to. I yeah, think our summer our summer experience will be dead straight. I think to myself all the time, like I gotta get around to that game. When am I gonna play it? And and I know that we're either at the showcase or and we'll talk about that stranding too. Either at the showcase or Achilles, we're gonna see another trailer, and I'm gonna have to avoid it because I don't want spoilers for one. I've already been spoiling on a couple things. I don't want to be spoiled for more, so it's like I'm just gonna avoid it. And I, it's going to be getting talked about more and more, and I want to play Death Stranding. I really do. I don't know if I'll love it, but is, I've, I've put my foot down. It's going to be the next game I play after I'm done with the Spyro Trilogy. I uh, I believe I've had the entire story spoiled for me, but um, not <laughs> not in a way that I like really remember any of the details of. And also, like 
it's so stupid at points. It's it's good, but it's stupid. But that's the beauty of it. Exactly. I mean, again, with exactly. Metal Gear, so much of it's stupid, and then it's just like genuine, like genuine brilliance out of nowhere. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? It, exactly. And that's the type of charm that I feel like some people afford that, like those excuses to movies i don't but i do give those excuses to games of like so stupid that it's good and And i've been watching a lot of metal gear lore and videos lately and i just i want some kojima yeah um one thing that was uh just to do like a a little quick part of my what i've been playing uh, technically i was still playing it since the last episode resident evil 4 is kind of a metal gear game like in many different points like it plays kind of like metal gear solid 3 and the story has that kind of like it's good but it's stupid quality um and i think that's one reason why it's clicked with me so much even with playing zelda i've kind of been thinking this whole time like surely i'm i'm not done with resident evil 4 right um it really stuck with me i liked it a lot uh that's it for me Unless you have any questions or anything. I don't think so. Um, the one thing I wanted to say about Spyro is that I was uh, sort of in the same camp as you guys, or more specifically you, Peter, where, you know, maybe Spyro was just like a little bit before us in some ways, like of having memories playing it, but not actually remembering anything about it. Um, all I know is that I've played Spyro games. I couldn't tell you a single one of them that I played. I doubt I played the original trilogy, but I remember liking it as a child, but it's also the type of childhood thing that I've never thought like, man, I want I want to experience Spyro again. Do you think 20 years from now, a kid's going to be like, I grew up playing Death Stranding? No, that they're all gonna poor kid. <laughs> no, they're, they're all gonna say Fortnite. It's a bummer. Yeah, that's true. They're gonna say Fortnite and Minecraft. My and, hope, and those two things are still going to exist almost as they were, and that's not a horrible thing. But from a memory standpoint, I think I think these kids are being robbed of something. I hope that the people who the kids who grew up on PS Five have fond memories of Astro. I'm desperately hopeful for that. I hope so too. I think we need we need a real non VR Astro game. Uh, uh, that slip of the tongue. And we're gonna talk about that. Slip of the tongue. We're gonna there. talk I, about that. I mean, like full fledged experience. Um, while I love Astro's Playroom, it, it is a a lighter experience overall. Um. All right. The only thing I wanted to mention before Zelda was Resident Evil 4, and I just did that. Mark, do you have anything you want to mention before Zelda? Um, Right before Zelda, I made my pilgrimage back to Skyrim for a second, as I do every now and then. Interesting. Not, not much to really say, other than just poking around with a couple extra mods that I never really poked too far into last time before I kind of got burnt out. Last year, I got pretty burnt out on it pretty quickly, but then Tears of the Kingdom came out, and I just kind of, I'm not thinking about Skyrim right now. I uh, I had the same sort of feeling as you, it seems. Only I 
supplemented it by just watching a ton of Elder Scrolls video essays leading up to Zelda because I was getting the itch of like, oh, maybe I should start an Oblivion playthrough, but it's like, well, that would be stupid because Zelda's mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. Um, it was it was mostly just because with Redfall being on the mind, putting Starfield on my mind, Bethesda game on my mind, thinking, oh, you know, Starfield's going to happen, and I want it to be good. It'll be fun to kind of poke around with that, but... There's a lot of Skyrim mods I still haven't touched that I definitely installed. Uh, And I really didn't spend too much time playing it because a lot of the mods were kind of breaking each other. So I really just spent a day figuring out which mods were not letting me play the game. But everything works now for the most part. I wish I liked modding, but I don't. Um, uh, Like a year or two ago, I tried to do like a fully modded Fallout New Vegas thing and like Ultimately, it was like, oh, well, these graphics are supposed to look better. I think they they kind of look stupid. And and this quest that I downloaded that sounded cool, for some reason, it just doesn't work. So, <laughs> um, and, and then it, you spend hours trying to figure out how to make it work. And then by the time you're done, you don't want to play the game anymore. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. That's, that's happened a couple times. Like I, I pushed through last year to make some of the stuff work, but because of it, a lot of like I had a problem where like certain characters were just like not animating whatsoever. And it's like, well, this everything works, but now, now it's just not pleasant to play right now. Mm-hmm. Or just like certain NPCs, I talk to them, and then like, oh, now I can't talk with anybody anymore. Or the worst is just like constant crashing, or just very unfortunate like difficulty balancing like where i download an apocalypse mod i try to start a new save file and like one of the mods i have is like you can your starting point in the game is randomized to an extent like your your background and what you're doing in the world is completely different the apocalypse mod does not mix with that at the beginning of the game because i'll start like oh you're a bandit in a hideout that's where your origin is but that bandit is now the bandit camp is now being raided by terrible monsters that were never in this game and wipes out my whole bandit crew in one attack and i just keep reloading a save it is just me trying to escape the bandit fortress or wherever i start uh which sometimes that's fun but i really just wanted to play the game after a while so that's that's mods that is mods for skyrim all right it's time to get in to zelda talk so this is how we're going to structure it me and mark we're going to talk about some of our experiences i i highly doubt we're going to touch on any story related things so you don't have to worry about those spoilers if you're still on like blackout of not wanting to know anything about the game uh uh, proceed at your own risk i suppose because we're going to talk about what we've been doing um and then we kind of want to break it down into kind of a more industry-wide conversation about zelda as uh easily the biggest game that has come out this year so mark how many hours do you estimate that you have? Uh, obviously, your Nintendo Switch still says that you first played it five days ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what's your estimation? Somewhere between 30 and 40 hours, I want to say. Wow, that's a lot. I think my estimation is somewhere around 12 to 18. Okay. Have you done main story stuff yet i have done some main story stuff and i've even 
gone to knock on the door of the final boss once to just to see what's going on because you can still do that in yeah. this game of course yeah uh i respect that I, I haven't gone to the final boss yet um i i don't think wh- here i'll ask you do you think it's spoilers to say the the people you go to see in each section of the map seeing as it's been the same in every zelda game ever i mean for those on blackout i definitely say so but we're past that but we can we can talk about the general structure of what's so, going on here. So the Ritos are in the northwest. The game definitely wants you to go in the northwest in the beginning. I I think they pretty clearly telegraph it, and I am I'm basically knocking on the door of the Ritos, or or I should say knocking on the door of what the main challenge is because I've met the Ritos. Okay. Um. And that's the extent of story stuff I've done. I, I made sure to get the camera, so I've I've been to the depths. Um, Very nice. It, you just did that immediately. From I did. The I did it immediately. I I okay. It's actually making me mad. There, I still have one blank space on my power wheel, uh, and I ah. I really just wanted to like fill that up. And I figured if I kept talking to the one dude, he was gonna get me the camera. I mean, and that's exactly I could... what happened. I'll tell you one thing, Owen. If you kept going down that path, you still wouldn't get that last bit of the wheel. I know. I I think I know what the last bit of the wheel is, and I have no idea how I'll end up getting it, but I'm pretty sure I know what it will accomplish. Have you gotten the last bit? I did. I stumbled across it one day, uh, just not expecting it. I'm just I was exploring around to talk with somebody. What led to one thing and another? And it's like, oh snap! I literally just got the last ability. I I would have never expected is it, that it would have been here. Is it the sort of thing where like it's some something that's really out there, or could I have potentially like have already missed it because it's actually in the starting area? It's not in the starting area. Okay, okay that's all I want to know. I don't know if the starting area leads you to that because, like, like you said, the game points you in the direction to go to the Rito Village. I have not gone to the west side of the map at all i've only existed on the east side of the map doing everything i can over there so i don't know if that would have taken you to where i needed to go but that's that's just not i i don't see it pointing in that direction so as far as my experience has gone i i want to kick it off with one story i have which is in the tutorial area era area um the sky island where you start and it was kind of my first like oh my god this game will allow me to do anything reaction where you come across this railway that you have just been riding minecarts across rails for for a few different sections and you come across this railway where in the middle of it the rail is broken um and in hindsight they telegraph it to you pretty well of like they literally put a hook next to a minecart and you can just put the hook in the middle of the minecart i'm pretty sure i didn't do that the first thing i tried that they, they gave me two hooks i put them on each side of the minecart and i thought like oh well uh, may- maybe this will work it went right off the cliff and and then i lost those materials so then I had to figure out what else I would do. There was a bunch of minecarts still lying around. I think I had a couple fans. 
Um, and I also found a board of wood. So my way of getting across this was I put a board of wood on top of one of the minecarts. And then on the other end of the board of wood, I put another minecart. So I made a little double minecart and they're connected. I put two fans on the back of the original minecart and one fan facing downward on the front minecart with the intent of like, maybe this will let me just kind of like fly over that section. Uh Oh, and it completely worked. What? Really? It completely worked. I have no idea how it worked. I have heard people talk about how they tried similar things of having that fan facing downwards, but I don't think they made a train like I did. It got me across. And in that moment, that was like my eureka moment of like, holy fuck, this game will will literally let me accomplish anything. And it, and it just continues. I think the tutorial area is so good. Like the first time you get to use a wing and you're flying around with a fan on the back of it, it's like, that's just... It's the coolest thing ever. So cool. Um, like that's a, I'm noticing that a lot. A lot of people talking about how much they love the tutorial area. And I I feel completely different. I really, really did not like the tutorial. This The tutorial for this game and how it starts up is just really weird. The way that it kind of lets you go. Let me tell you, Owen, I didn't get the paraglider to like the 10th hour of this game. I was playing well, without it. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. But That's a continue. really weird decision. But even before then, I spent a lot of the time just experimenting on this these this massive sky island, just trying to experiment uh, with what I could craft. And for a while, the way I was playing a game was just like, okay, this game was going to let me do everything. Well, I want to make sure I have all the materials I want to build something at any time. So I'm playing the game building a giant uh, Katamari ball. I'm cutting down all the trees. I'm attaching it to it. And I'm taking this with me everywhere. And just like, okay, if I want to build something, I'll go through my big ball, pull out the things I want, see what I can make. But unfortunately, when you die in this game, anything you had collected just disappears. Bullshit. Total bullshit. That's one of the main mechanics that I can't believe that's the case. It's just, it killed creative, like, experimentation for me. And later on, I, this problem got remedied for me. I I can't talk about it because I don't want to tell you about anything, but, uh, there there's an answer for it later and it's it's kind of okay but for a good chunk of my playthrough just early on just like i i don't want to experiment because i'm going to try something big and it's going to take me like three to four minutes to build the thing that i want to do and then when it doesn't work it's like all right well i'm going to go collect everything all over again because i definitely remember uh with the minecart thing i put like I had been collecting all of the fans on the island and I put all of the fans on the back of one of my minecarts thinking, well, if I go fast enough on this rail, maybe I can still go. <laughs> and that was just not the case. And I lost all of the fans and I was so disheartened. It's just like, fine, I'll use the hook. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I had so much creative momentum here and now it is gone. And on top of that, the last shrine you have to find on this island, which is like in the icy area, I walked past it, I guess, because you have to climb up and I just kept going forward and i spent so much time in that area just not sure what i was doing i crossed the icy river and had to cross all the way back just trying well, to backtrack uh, that's on it. you for not marking it it is 
Oh, I, oh yeah, I don't mark anything. I I turned off the UI when I played this game. Oh, That's something wow. I did immediately. Oh, I, I, I mark everything I can. I'm I'm fine following markers if I made the marker, which is fine. Like I I don't think like it ruins the experience really, but like having the mini map on there and all the other extra markers on the screen turned all of that off. I'll use the marker occasionally, like if I need to put something on the map. Like I've had a couple of ideas with certain side quests where I'm just like, oh. I need to be in this area where this character is, but I have to be here underground to find whatever it is that they're talking about. And I'll put markers specifically on certain layers if I have to like go underneath to go back up and do things like that. Uh, but like anything else, uh, I'm just using my own intuition. If I if I can see it, I'll keep a mental note of it. Try to learn the lay of the land. It, it helps that I have so many hours in Breath of the Wild that it's just like I generally know the lay of the land already. But the Sky Island was different, you know, hadn't been there before. And I was just really eager to get off of it because I'm thinking, oh, boy, once I get the paraglider, I'm going to get a lot of momentum, too. And you just don't. That was another reason why I speed ran to the camera, because I was trying to speed run to the glider. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, the guy with the camera is right there, too. So mm -hmm. I just I just kind of kept that rolling. And then once I got it, it's like, OK, now I'm free to do whatever I want. Yeah. I think a big comparison, like to point at Breath of the Wild, the tutorial that you have in the plateau, I think is one of the best tutorials I've ever experienced. And Tears of the Kingdom's tutorial, while well, it's trying to onboard you on the crafting stuff too, which is like very different. It's a lot more elaborate and wants you to try to experiment with it than just kind of keep it in your pocket. So like there's a lot more to chew on there. Uh, is definitely a bit of a step back, especially because I've known people who just didn't, try to go to the lookout landway so they just ran off somewhere else and like oh i don't know where i'm supposed to go for the paraglider or i know some people like oh their intuition like i played breath of the wild i just landed i got to go to the villages that are really important uh, from breath of the wild because that's what they think is there of course arguably on them because you land pretty close to that lookout uh but it definitely I, looks like I, I, there. I don't blame anyone for having the I mindset of, of now I'm free to do whatever I want to do. But I, I just had it in the back of my mind the whole time of, well, I don't have the glider and they're definitely going to give me the glider in the main story. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just going to do main story until I get the glider. Because mm -hmm. I think at that point in time, the game's only objective is just like find Zelda. Like it doesn't say go to the lookout and there's I, a pinpoint I, I think, on your map. I think the pinpoint leads you to the lookout, whatever. Oh, it's does it now? Yeah, it does. Okay. That's um, fair then. But uh, in a game that has conditioned you to not follow the marker, uh, I I don't blame anyone for missing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I am curious if you have liked the story stuff you've come across so far that's all i want to know if you've liked it or not is it a thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle sometimes yes sometimes no i mean breath of the wild my least favorite part of it even though i have a lot of good things to say like very good things about specific parts of breath of the wild and its story definitely it's weaker part and i i was always holding on like i just want to see breath of the wild come back this time, this era of Zelda, I want to see it come back to the timeline, which is not something I really felt like. And today, with how much story I've done, I still don't know if that's going to happen. 
I don't mind the story too much from what I've seen. If I've seen any scene and anything Ganondorf related is on the screen, I'm smiling. If not, I want to say, yeah, as a tradition of every mainline Zelda game, I look into Ganondorf's character design because, as Owen knows, I do. Yeah, that's the one Zelda opinion I really have of comparing Ganon designs. And all I will say, Ganondorf's designs in this game, two thumbs up. That's all I'll I, say. Just I, two thumbs I up. Two thumbs up too, from what oh, I've seen so far. Boy, those two thumbs are very strong as well. My goodness. And that's all I will say. That's my contribution. Carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say somewhere in the middle. I don't know where to feel. Sometimes I feel happy about it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching something that's like, this really doesn't mean anything right now. But of course, a lot of things are... You got to do a lot of things to put things together for the story here. One story thing that is just another example of like the gamers need to chill is I am of the opinion that the Zelda voice actress is not great. Just don't think she does a very good job. Whether it's her fault, Direction's fault, I don't know. That's just my opinion. And then the gamers, they take it one extra step, and it's like they're they're threatening her and doing all the bad things. And it's like, why? Why? Like, oh, they are. I didn't uh, know. Yes, of course they are. Of course they are. What kind of are you? Are you? <laughs> are you a newborn? Of course they are. Come on. I mean, I what you on, do on Twitter? I've muted so many Zelda-related terms. I've barely seen anything about Tears of the Kingdom if I'm on social media. I've been getting I've been getting the main videos of like people doing brutal things to Koroks. Uh, oh yes, and I see the occasional cool thing. I haven't gotten any story stuff. I actually on on Twitter or anything I haven't gotten. Uh, I haven't seen any of that Zelda stuff. I more so heard it secondhand through through other gaming podcasts claiming that that was happening. So, uh, I mean, maybe this is a game of telephone and it's not actually happening, but. I don't know. If I know the gamers, I know that they're taking this to an extreme degree. Uh, but they shouldn't. And we should all be able to just have the opinion of like, oh, you know, uh, that performance is not great. And just leave it at that. Um, and uh, I'll say that made the intro of the game a little, a little tough for me. I wasn't that invested in the story and it's just a lot of Zelda talking and but you get out of it pretty quickly. Um, I like I like Zelda a lot in Breath of the Wild. She's like my favorite part of that game. In Tears of the Kingdom so far, not as much. I, I feel like where there is story in Breath of the Wild, it is the story of her kind of like trying to figure out her powers and like trying to get them understand where she plays a part in the, the whole prophecy. And she's trying to get it to work and the whole time just like link is just next to her doing everything correctly the the way things are supposed to be going for his part of the triforce and that prophecy everything's just working out for him and she's just not getting any of that and just has to watch link do well and she's upset about that i i thought that was very fun she's one of my favorite zeldas in the series i'm not gonna lie but i definitely hear where you're coming from where at, at least from what i've seen in tears uh it feels like there's not a strong emotional investment from from the performance. Yeah. Um, do you have any any war stories that you want to share? Like I showed my minecart one. Um, or do you want to um, talk about your opinions of the powers? You can go whatever direction you want here. So I don't have like too many crazy stories. 
the biggest thing I have is just uh, finding armor in this game. I still have not found a single great fairy's fountain. So, like, I can't upgrade my armor. And I'm just stuck with the wimpy stats of all of the base armor, which at this point in the game, I'm finding I've fought some of the toughest enemies in the game. I've dipped my toes in places early where I wasn't supposed to be. So I'm always just dying in one hit. And the only helmet I ever found for like half of my playthrough is the Bacoblin helmet, where just the weak enemy, they won't see you as an enemy. So there's just a lot of times where I'm just sneaking around trying to like kill everything that is not them because there is like some stealth combat in this game and there's just so many times where just like i'm just raiding a bunch of places where it's only bacoblins and there's like a dozen bacoblins running around with me as i'm just looting their bases with them i think the the combat balancing is is a little off off like in a a bad way in this game in in a bad way i i feel like the enemies hit a little too hard given what your abilities are in combat do you use the parry or the flurry rush at all i i try to but i typically only get one chance and if i mess it up then i'm dead it's very true it's one hit almost every single time and i've upgraded my hearts a few times at this point um yeah, it's it's something. I think the combat's left a little bit to be desired. I think it's good, not great. Um, like an interesting comparison. I don't. I haven't seen anyone make this opinion or put this take out there. A lot of the upgrades, I feel like, outside of like buildings, that's so big on its own. I have a similar feeling of playing God of War Ragnarok as I do to playing Tears of the Kingdom a lot of the time, where this, of course, a lot of it is just literally like this is the game that came before it with improvements made in there when i'm fighting uh there's a bunch of new enemy types in this game and i was thinking like oh this makes you think of god of war where one thing i really wanted from that game was just a lot more things to fight in tears of the kingdom there are a good chunk amount of things to fight uh that weren't there before some small improvements the combat i think ultimately the same but the fusion system uh, i i adore being able to fuse things together you've played a lot with that so far right owen yes i have i I'll share my take really quick. I really like the fusion system. I wish you were still able to find good weapons outside of the fusion system. Because you're really not able to from what I've come across so far. Basically. I mean, like, I've just get you just get so much materials from fighting so many things that, like, I, I just have so many, like, Black Bacoblin parts. Like, I'm sitting on, like, 60 of them. If I just find something, I'll just slap one of those on. It's like, okay, that's the default strength for most of my weapons at this point. Whatever that part gives me, because I just put so much together. I love it a lot, because there just came a certain point in Breath of the Wild where, like, I have the weapons I need, and fighting just would put me at a detriment. So I will just ignore everything. I just won't fight anything, because it's just going to set me back. It's going to waste time. Uh, There's no real reason to do it after a certain point. And Tears of the Kingdom, just like, you just want to keep doing it because the parts that everything is dropping is going to be useful in one of many ways, whether it's just fusing it to your weapon, maybe you can cook it, maybe you make a potion with it. Uh, They're going to drop a weapon, of course. That could have a different use to it because the weapon variety people have also is very interesting. And just equipping things to your shield, like this is the pro strat here. Fusing things to your shield can be very, very, very creative, whether it's just the zonite parts where like your shield can become a flamethrower if you want it to. 
I my go to is like putting a cart on the shield. So then when I shield surf, it's just like riding a skateboard around. Oh, that's it is very that's very a good cool. idea. And you can even just put like a rocket on the shield. Also, when you do a shield surf, and just bam, just free rocket boost wherever you want, just once. Of course, that never occurred to me, and now I'll be trying that pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like the durability of shields just kind of like doesn't last very long but like uh it's enough to kind of get you around in complement to just climbing gliding around or driving around oh that's something uh talking about war stories i i built a very signature weapon for me or a vehicle for me at the very beginning uh because when i started i ran to death mountain immediately that's what i tried doing and i built a little car uh which is like these two big wheels in the back one small wheel in the front but then above my small wheel, I have a, a big wheel that's going sideways. And when you drive the car, all your wheels are always going to be spinning just a little bit. And this big wheel I have just facing sideways, I then attach a bunch of like weapons to it. So it's just a spinning blade of various weapons. And I'm just driving through trying to mow down everybody with it. It doesn't always work. Uh, the, the small wheel in the front makes it fall down a little bit, but it's a, it's a work it's a work in progress still. But the biggest disappointment was early game for me. It's just like, oh, I've worked hard to make this vehicle. Let's see if it works. Oh, this moblin just threw a giant explosive at me, and I just died in one hit. There's nothing I could have done. I lost my vehicle, and I have to dig up all the parts again. Very, very annoying. I don't have that problem anymore, but it it was pretty frustrating. Um, let's bring in some of the Breath of the Wild comparisons. I'm curious that I, I think there's a ton of different directions to take this question. Um, this game is clearly an improvement over Breath of the Wild. I don't think there's any arguing that. Mm -hmm. Is it a good move for a sequel? to borderline make the original game irrelevant because i it, don't know if i could justify ever playing breath of the wild again and that is crazy to say about a game that i just put in my top 10 of all time and many people consider one of the best games of all time mm -hmm. it's it's hard to think about like i've i've been thinking like if there was someone getting into the zelda series and they said i wanted to play every zelda game or at least ones that they think are just the most worth playing or if they want to play every 3d zelda game whatever you name it i think like okay how would i tell someone to play tears in breath of the wild i don't i i feel like i would tell them like you should still play breath of the wild first otherwise going back to play it will not be as fun and Breath of the Wild still has a certain atmosphere to its story of like you are entering this world of an ongoing calamity that's been happening for a hundred years where Tears of the Kingdom is taking place in this world that is rebuilding from it. And now a second calamity of sorts is ongoing early on, but the world is kind of ready for it and they're fighting back. And you kind of get to be a part of that experience. Like it's two very different worlds, albeit it's the same world and Breath of the Wild has two less layers than the first one does. But there's still a definitely like unique experience to playing that game. But if you've already explored the world, it's going to lose all of its magic. Like I, I 
to to play Tears of the Kingdom first is you are losing out on the magic that is from Breath of the Wild and seeing it all for the first time. I've been thinking about it with the different powers. And I think the only power that I miss from Breath of the Wild is the uh I think it's called stasis. Is that the one where you can hit an object yes. and it builds up the momentum within it? Mhm. I think that's an awesome power and it would have fit right at home in Tears of the Kingdom. Um but I'm not missing uh Cryonisis, the the one that lets you make ice blocks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's the one I miss the most. Really? <laughs> like there's not having bombs anymore is totally fine. There's so many alternatives, but if there's moments where I am at a halt when I'm moving around, it's when there's a large body of water. Interesting. And I'm just thinking, man, if I could just walk across this water right now life would be a lot easier and i don't want to have to go around the water i want to go through oh i i i have found water very easy for two ideas now are are you sensitive if i if i share an idea here and you haven't either like come uh, across it being a possibility or or just I, has i'm all for you? hearing it okay. i'm all for hearing new ideas now extremely large bodies of water this won't help you you'll need like a boat or something Mm-hmm. But something uh, something that is manageable to, you know, maybe you just need a little bit of space and you can glide across it. Have you thrown a pine cone in a fire yet? Oh. It, it, like, intensifies the fire for whatever reason. And it just, like, it can launch you upward easily. And now when, mm-hmm. whenever I, I need to clear a gap quickly... That's like my go-to. That's very good, actually. I didn't think about that. I I definitely talked with an NPC that says the more you put in a fire, the stronger the fire gets, which I know is a part of like something they try to tell you, like, hey, hot air balloons are a thing you can kind of build in this game. Try doing that uh, with the hot air balloons. Like, oh, okay. But I don't really use the hot air balloons. If I have to fly, I've got my own flying machine that I use. I just never touch the balloon. Just too much. Too heavy. Um. Uh, but that could solve my water problem. Not going to lie. It's helped a lot. I got stranded on an island at one point, and it took me like two minutes. I was like, oh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I can't build anything over here. I can't swim. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was the thing that ended up saving me. Um, yeah, I'm conflicted on the Breath of the Wild question, though. Uh, on one hand, you want your sequel to be better than the original. On the other hand... You don't want the sequel to render the first one mm-hmm. irrelevant. Like, like, God of War Ragnarok is a, is a better game than 2018 in pretty much every way. I think 2018 is still a game you should play. And, and you should play it without many reservations. Mm-hmm. Breath but of the you Wild, don't play 2018 before playing Ragnarok, or after playing Ragnarok. You have to play it in that order. Uh, technically, story-wise, but if someone was caught up in the hype of Ragnarok and just played it, I think I would still tell them, like, oh, 2018's worth it. Like, you should play mm-hmm. that. But with Breath of the Wild, it's, it's so much more difficult because it's like, well, it's kind of the same area and everything's going to be a lot slower because you're going to have a lot less options of how to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, It's tough. I, I think a lot of people are going to take on this question in more detail. Like, 
to, to play Tears of the Kingdom without playing Breath of the Wild first is you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice. You don't absolutely have to. But I think there's something way more fun of just being like, okay, I know a lot of these places already. I want to go check in on these places again, see what is different, see what more things there is. Like when I went to Terrytown, I was, when I went to Terrytown, I was spending like five hours, I think, just in that town alone. Just a lot of the extra stuff that is there in that general region of the game. I went to Goron City, a bunch of other places that's just like, if I didn't play the first one, I mean, A, sure, you wouldn't know to look there, and part of the fun would then just be discovering it for the first time, but rediscovering is a, a big part of this game uh, that, that I've probably gotten the most joy out of, is just seeing things again. are In a way, being rewarded for knowing to look in certain spots uh, that's were important in the first one. Like, when I went back to the plateau, it was a lot of fun just being there again, seeing what's different in a, in a, a weird location that, like, this is just where you started the game in the first one. What is it now? And just, I, I felt like I wasn't disappointed in that. Uh, and just all the other cities too. It's it's a situation where I feel like in history, people will say, you have to play Breath of the Wild before Tears of the Kingdom, or you will ruin that experience and you cannot go play Breath of the Wild. I'm, I'd be curious to hear someone's experience playing them out of order though. Very, very curious. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get that video essay made within the next year or so. Um, <clears throat> Peter. Is Peter with like us? It. Okay. Are you surprised by the review scores at all? Well, what is no, Joe at Joe at in his open critic? Well, what, oh, what is he getting God. there? Joe's, at, Joe's getting 34 points. He's still at 99. Is he getting more points than I got for Elden Ring? I think he is. He, yes, he is. absolutely is. Um, so the league's over at this point. We can agree. Of course it is. Pretty it's much done. It's a ninety-seven on Open Critic. The kingdom. Um, Redfall's at a fifty-eight. <laughs> Wonderful. We love to see it. Mark, you have one point right now. Redfall. I know I have one point. <laughs> Technically, you should have zero because no, 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 no. Never mind. Ignore me. Keep going. A first-party Xbox game is almost 40 points lower than the most recent Nintendo first-party game. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's a little unfair to say, like, the most recent Nintendo first-party game. No, I mean, hell, he was Advance Wars then. He was Advance Wars. Then it's still, like, 28 or something. Exactly. Um, Advance Wars is 81. Um, 23. But, like, it's not insulting if... Zelda's a 97 and Redfall was an 82. I wouldn't be comparing those two. No. Mm-hmm. Like that that would be totally reasonable, but the fact that it's a 58, holy crap. Um I am also not surprised by the review scores, but I I want I want to pitch something to you guys to see if I'm overthinking review scores. Mm-hmm. I may have expressed a thought like this before on the podcast, but I've thought of it more clearly where I think there are just some games that are better than all other games. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom being one of those. I think I I would even put some of the PlayStation games in here. Like Last of Us, Last of Us Part 2, God of War, God of War Ragnarok. Like uh, the quality of these games is far above the competition. And then what happens is everyone gets a 9.5 or a 10 out of 10 and 
and we have to compare them all. I wish there was almost like a secondary scale for these games where it's like they're a 10 out of 10, but they're, I don't know, they're, they're first prestige. So it's actually like a on the 10 out of 10 scale, it's actually like a 7 out of 10. Because that's how I feel about God of War Ragnarok. Like, I, I, I think God of War Ragnarok should be on the 10 out of 10 scale, but I also think it's like a 7. Um, I don't think it's actually a 7. I don't think it should ever be talked about in the same breath as Redfall. We, we have God of War Ragnarok and Redfall on the same scale right now. We have Zelda on the same scale. And I just almost think that shouldn't be the case. Does anyone have any thoughts on these thoughts? I mean, here are my thoughts. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was like, going to say, like, I want to hear Peter yeah, on this one. <laughs> there's my thoughts. I'm not, I'm not going to give you any of this prolonged, like, minutes-long dialogue on this. Just, you're a prick. That's my thoughts. I'm a prick. No, no. Because I'm not, I'm not convinced yet that Tears of the Kingdom is an actual 10 out of 10 game. Do I think it's better than pretty much every other game? Yes. But I'm not positive that means it's a 10 out of 10. Am I crazy for thinking of it in this extra step? Mark? Like, uh, I, I want to disagree with you on this one. Like, even, even though, like, I wasn't, like, incredibly blown out by Ragnarok, and I still do think it is uh it is worthy of the praise that people are giving it even though like i wasn't like blown away by it because it was so familiar um i like to make the comparison between ragnarok and tears of the kingdom where like i am clearly way more invested in the zelda series than i am the god of war series and even though i do see all these familiarities where i'm just like i feel like a lot of people maybe would not appreciate these things on this level uh, as i would and maybe they would downrate the game because of that but i still think that these games are up there on these levels of quality despite the familiarity because i knew i knew some people were pointing out like oh is nintendo going to get the pass on this one because we're gonna we've complained so many times where games reuse maps and here is tears of the kingdom reusing all of hyrule again why why are we praising it for that when uh we we talk down at other games for doing it but of course the world is still slightly different in a lot of ways uh, lay of the land still pretty similar, but there's still so much more on top of that, despite the familiarity. And even with God of War, despite us being so familiar with like the combat, I still think they throw in so many more fights, uh, uh, so much uh, enemy variety that I'd still, despite my own feelings of just like, oh, I, I'm just not as in love with this as other people to like really be thriving on it uh, as much as others. Where Tears of the Kingdom was just like. The familiarity here is for me i am being rewarded where, where with god of war 2018 i thought it was a really neat game and i was excited for them to build on top of it breath of the wild was just like this is an amazing open world game i love legend of zelda i can't wait for more uh it's it's reminding me like how how differently i feel about god of war as a series versus zelda as a series and building up on a game that's so similar i guess what i'm lamenting is the fact that We've made it so that the only parts of the of the rating scale that are that exist are the six to ten range, because I think something like a 
let's let's use the last of us part two as an example that should be able to be given an eight out of ten based on some of our like subjective thoughts on it but if you're also going to say that like oh you know dead island 2 that was kind of fun i'm gonna give that an eight out of ten those two games not not to say dead island 2 is bad i actually think it looks kind of it looks fun it looks good but that game shouldn't be talked about in the same way that The Last of Us Part Two is. So uh, I guess I wish that the scale was used more. Like the the fun zombie kill in Dead Island Two should be given a a like happy six out of ten or a five out of ten, but like positively. Like, this isn't the worst game ever. But now we say that 5 out of 10 is the worst game ever. Um, I guess that's what I'm advocating for. I, I think we should adjust our standards. The great games should be able to be spoken about on a scale uh, that isn't so limiting. Because it feels like we have to give them a 10 out of 10, and then we can actually have the discussion about them. I oh, feel right, like. How's about you go buy? How's about you go play some five out of ten games then? Put your money where your mouth. No, no. I'm I'm <sighs> saying I'm saying adjust the scale. Uh, be, because on the current scale, a game like Dead Island Two is a seven out of ten. I'd be willing to play it, but I think the scale should maybe say that it's five out of ten. I think the answer here, and this has always been my answer to the the way we look at reviews and we kind of like put like poke holes in the problems it has. Instead of a one out of ten, a one out of five system is the best way to go. Because like it's it's how do you, we we have like the system of one through five? What is the difference between a three, a four, and a five? It's all just so bad at this point that I feel like in a one through five, one or two is going to give us the answer there. I saw uh, I saw some people pointing out that for the reviews of Tears of the Kingdom, even everything 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. and I think it was Game Informer nine point eight nine. It's like what what is 9.75 9.75 okay sorry but even at that point like sure it's like a quarter of a point down there like what really defines that 0.25 there it's that's a person who's too market. afraid to give it a 10 that's what i think yes. it's a person who's not comfortable giving game a 10 so it's like this is the closest i'm willing to go it's like it's almost perfect but no but it's like i feel like a 4.5 out of 5 is the same thing to me but if if someone wanted to say like you know, they're not as blown away by Tears of the Kingdom as they were Breath of the Wild. I I think that's a valid thought to have, but I also couldn't then agree with you if you wanted to say, like, eh, but it's an 8.5 out of 10 compared to all of these other games. It's it's just as good as uh, Hogwarts Legacy. It's clearly better than Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. That there's just no, I wrote this in to kind of funny once actually, and and I, they they reacted kind of like you guys do, but I I swear I'm not crazy, and I used uh, Last of Us Part Two as an example back then of Gamespot had given it an eight out of ten, and it's just like so clearly on another level from every single eight out of ten game you could ever compare it to. But you're still allowed to have different thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it comes down to like, how do you compare games that are super different? How do you compare a StarCraft to a Halo to anything else in a various different genre? Like Hogwarts Legacy and Tears of the Kingdom, very different games. I think 
that's that's where this kind of comes down to like sure these games can be like eight out of ten but they're all trying to accomplish very different things so it's it's weird that we use the scaling system to try to uh precisely criticize the quality of things that are all trying to do such vastly different things but at the end of the day they're all still just video games yeah but I don't, I don't like that they're just video games thing. Oh, we come on here and we talk about it for hours. I'm not, like, I'm not we're trying to supposed say that to just. talk about the pointless shit here. I'm not saying just, like as in like it's just video games. Mark, I mean there's like everything is under such a big umbrella that Mark, is video games. Mark, are are you saying that villi game oh my god. Are you saying that video games are just silly little things? Are oh, you saying goodness. that right now? Stop <laughs> roll credits on this one. The weight of the world is too much here. <laughs> um, Peter, have you been in the kind of like from afar position where where like the industry reaction is just warming your heart to Zelda, or have you more been turned off to it? I think I, I mean it's been nice to see. You know, again, I know people have scoffed like, "Oh, it's a corporation; they don't care about you." Blah. I like seeing Nintendo succeed. I do because I love Nintendo, and they make a lot of games I like. And if they do well, that means I get more games I like. Same with PlayStation, and on paper, same with Xbox. But you know, so I do enjoy seeing it. And also, I mean, I never, I'm never gonna play Elden Ring, but there is a th- whenever it's fun being in that like one two months of like, oh, we are in a time period of gaming that people will look back on for the rest of time pretty much like man I remember when everyone was playing tears of the kingdom remember elden ring remember rack like we are in one of those actually as much as i love rack 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 didn't have this kind of feeling and that i oh and i know you, you know your pants just got a bit bigger but you know i was kind of negative on god of war there congratulations but it is fun to just know that you're in a historic moment for gaming i've never been turned off by it like I don't, but also at the same time, like, again, while you guys have been talking, I've been researching the Void Century in One Piece. I've been looking into that. That's what I was doing while you guys were talking. But, and I'm not, like, disgusted by it. It's just, I have, I'm not curious about anyone's, tie. I don't need to hear anyone's thoughts on the game other than, hey, yo, it's one of the best games ever made. Like, I'm never going to play it. It's so far away from what I want out of games. The idea of, like, all right, start the game. You can do whatever you want. It's like, nope. You are going to tell me where to go. You're going to tell me what to do. And if you're not going to do that, that's fine. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's just I, not, uh, go ahead. I was going to ask if like there's any sort of FOMO, but just like everything nope. that Tears of the Kingdom is, especially like the new stuff that they're adding in the game, like on top of Breath of the Wild already being a very not you game, Tears of the Kingdom doubles down on things yeah. that are also I very not you. I promise you. I have no FOMO. I can so it's going to win every award of the game awards. I'm gonna be happy just to hear people say Hi-Fi Rush nominated for anything, and it's like it's not gonna win. That's fine. And I have never going to play Tears of the Kingdom. And it's no uh, same with Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild. I'm not malicious in that. I just I'm they are so opposite out of what i want from a video game i'm just never gonna play it i don't want to. i i also think on the scale of uh things that are for you uh i, I think elden ring is 10 times more for you than either of these zelda games are Absolutely. there have been moments um, where you know there is a pulse for elden ring for me but i can never never a single time for either breath of the wild or tears okay i, I could saying. i could in theory 
I could never see you beating Elden Ring, but I could see you enjoying like 15 hours of it just because it's a good action game. But like, um, I want a Souls game that really speaks to me because like Dark Souls and Demon Souls, not really. Bloodborne, I hate the aesthetic. I know like the, that's like one of the main appealing parts for why everyone loves it. It's just so anti what I like. And then there's Sekiro, and it's, again, just I just I and I'm, I I just wanted I want a fucking Souls game that is my kind of aesthetic and art style, but it's just we haven't gotten it yet. I think there are always from all the Souls games I've played, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, and Elden Ring. There's a point in all those games, Peter, where I feel like you would just be asking, okay, but now what am I supposed to be doing? And you would wander around and that's when you would fall. Oh, I'm sure I would. And then, I guess what I haven't played, a Souls game. Yeah. Elden Ring, that part would be like the very beginning, honestly. Well, yeah. Well, again, that's why it's like a pulse. It's like a like a 3% interest in Elden Ring. It's, it's definitely the one I would say that you'd be in, you'd have the most fun dipping your toes in a little bit just to like experiment with it. And the best part, Peter, I just have a physical copy right here. I could just okay. lend it to you. You do it for free. I got games right now. I got games. Yeah, yeah, I, got I, games. I, I, I don't think we need to sell them on it right now. But, you know, putting okay. the idea out there, nothing wrong with that. Look, mm-hmm. Death Stranding took a few years, and I'm finally excited to play that, all right? At Elden Ring, when I'm in, when I'm 44, I'll be like, hey, Mark, still got that? Uh, I'm, I think I might have brought this up before, but just to make sure... Did I bring up Peter that there was? I found a sealed copy of Xenoblade Chronicles X in your room. That's not surprising. I know. I've, I know that's been there. That's horrifying. Why, I, I didn't know you owned that game, Peter. Yes, Why do I you did. have it? Why just, is it? Sealed? I bought it one. I bought it one day, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to." I can't believe that. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I don't. I hate that tone. I hate how resigned you are to like. Why, why should I be surprised? It just hurts. It just hurts, Peter. Once I found you... out that it had no nothing to do with the original, I was like, no, well, all right then. Well, maybe it's going to be important with the next chapter of the Xenoblade. I'm not game. going to. Well, was it? Was it important for two or three? Well, it's not important in two or three, but maybe in oh, the DLC for three. Point of this, so uh, oh, so play this. No, see, no, it's just I'm fine. It's the next saga where's where Xenoblade 3 and a future redeemed DLC wrapped a bow up and said, All right, this is this saga of the Xenoblade story. We're going to be moving on to New Horizons with the next Xenoblade game. And it's just, it's always fuel on the fire. I'm always harping you on this. That I know, and you're you're not going to get anywhere. But the rage is just always building, Peter. I know. Just fuel on the fire here. Just figured okay. I'd mention that on the record. Back on topic. Uh, Wait a minute. Are you going through my things? I was looking for my 3DS charger. When... That's in a drawer. I know where that is. You're going through my shit. I, so I was looking for my 3D or a 3DS charger before the eShop went offline. I was like, I can't find it. Maybe Peter left one lying around. I went through your desk and I was like, what the fuck did I just find in here? Xenoblade Chronicles X sealed in here. I was very upset. <laughs> I stopped looking for my charger that day for the 3DS. I was that bothered by it, Peter. And I did not buy anything on the eShop before it closed. Still heavy, though. I wanted to buy Box Boy and two and three. I wanted to download the Shovel Knight DLCs that I own on that platform, but no, I didn't get to do those things. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah. 
keeping it industry related for Zelda, uh, I think I'm at least a little surprised by 10 million in three days. Like, obviously, I knew this was going to sell a ton, but 10 million in three days. I could tell it was going to be a big. I mean, of course, it was going to be a big one. But the the more and more signs I was getting was like, a when I went to the midnight release, I went to midnight release. I think here since I've moved home to Buffalo, I went to one for God of War. It was the only one in the span of this year. Oh, I did Pokemon also. No, I didn't do Pokemon, so I can't say I was I wasn't going to get a day one. I've, I'd be curious to compare how that turnout was, but God of War I showed for the midnight release, and there was maybe like twenty people there. For Tears of the Kingdom, for this midnight release I went to, there was easily more than a hundred people there lined up, go line going out the store around the corner. Oh my god! Everyone there. It I was, I would have been there if my pre order was at that GameStop, but it was at the one that wasn't fucking doing a midnight release. And you couldn't like move it over somehow. No. Was it- uh, uh, I, I bet am, he could have, but you know no. he didn't have the emotional bandwidth to no, do it. No, I I believe that GameStop would be like because GameStops have quotas to make on their they pre-orders. Do, they do. They're not gonna let that move. That that and it. also like the pre-orders have some correlation to how many copies are actually in the store. I believe Which anyway. Is fair. Um, yeah, and sense. also the the pre-order was a gift to me. So I mean I can't complain too much. But l- literally that GameStop I had it at didn't open until noon on friday oh gosh it's fucked up I, I, i'm gonna guess I it's a staffing it. issue at that point that's the only reason because gamestop's usually open at 10 a.m so like opening at noon unless if it's a location thing i that sounds like they're very short uh, staff and they couldn't it, afford to be i open think it's a night. location thing because it's like that's their google time okay like it's Damn, right, right. right online there um but 10 million in three days peter do you think this will be the highest selling game this year no i think it's gonna be hogwarts legacy or spider-man 2 star, no, I, think star, legacy. I think star i think star no it's kind of no, exclusive hey, at this shut, point. you shut up uh, you they don't sell games anymore you shut the fuck up mark i think starfield I think it's, wasn't that's an interesting question though there's for starfield like it's the next new ip from bethesda like it should on paper sell a lot but it is going to be held back by it just being on xbox i i think npc i think also it sales wise would be held back by being a new ip like if it was elder scroll 6 then it would be in the conversation it would be Fair. more than in the conversation it might actually win the conversation um i think my money would probably be on spider-man 2 winning the sales battle i th- i think hogwarts might have a not... you don't know what hogwarts is at right now owen well last they said was was the last one they said 12 or have they said 15 it, this last week they just hit 15 granted oh, i think the here... the older the older generations just got their versions of it too so i mean that will boost it and then come holidays come holidays It'll be close between the three, but I think it's going to be Hogwarts. Within a year. Could Zelda hit $25 million within a year? All right, let me... You're making me pull up the current Nintendo Switch software sales. All right, What's Breath of... Find out what Breath of the Wild's it's, at right it's now. In the t- it just it surpassed Odyssey. That happened last time. Okay. So, Switch. 
games. Because I don't think Hogwarts Legacy will pass $25 million this year. But I think Oof. Zelda maybe could. I don't know. I got it. Uh, Breath of the Wild is currently at $29.81 million. Oh. Fourth best selling Switch game right now. In that case, I definitely don't think that's breaking $25 million by any means by the end of the year. I don't know. Breath of the Wild did not sell $10 million in in three days. Granted, it came out with a new system. Mm-hmm. But it was but also I feel like on the, the reason. Uh, well, of course, no one had a Wii U. I think the reason why it sold 10 million in that, that short amount of time is because, of course, so many people were in love with it and they just wanted to hop on it immediately. The people who were there, do more people show up? I, I don't know if, like, if they announce like a DLC for Tears of the Kingdom later in the year, which I don't know if they would do. Maybe well, that's a. What is a better comparison right now for Tears of the Kingdom? Is it Breath of the Wild or is it Animal Crossing? Animal As Crossing so, is at forty two point twenty one million. That, I, that definitely sold twenty five within twenty twenty. Yeah, I think did. it sold thirty in twenty. I think Animal Crossing was just a phenomenon. If it was because this game came out right when the pandemic started, but it's People still were selling incredibly that. fucking well. All these years later, I think it's, the it's it's the snowball of it is what it is. I think because of that moment, because so many people were hopping on it, people were getting their friends to pop on it because everyone was locked in for the first month or two of it, that it it became so big at that time that it, it put it on the map. I put it on a map it had never been on before. It, it just became so huge, so recognizable because of that. And, again, and I don't think Tears is... Tears isn't like that because it's not a multiplayer game in that sense. Just a fun comparison for Mark and I. You know, the third best-selling game is Ultimate at 31.09 million units sold. Remember back during when Animal Crossing and Smash Ultimate were both being worked on and the director would be like, Smash and Animal... The Animal Crossing and Smash people would always argue on Twitter and the Smash people always thought they were in the majority. Holy fuck, we're the, we, we were wrong. They have us beat by 11 million strong. It was never a competition. We were always outnumbered. No, no, no. 11 11 million of those people didn't exist. Because this was a lot of people's first Animal Crossing. It's because their friends were playing it. and They'd never heard of it before. It was just the hot, cool new thing. At that moment in time, Peter, we were winning. But then COVID-19 Well, we lost. Then the reinforcements showed up and we got our fucking shit wrecked. The pandemic just did a lot to Smash Brothers is what it comes down to. I mean, really. Smash Brothers was the biggest victim of the pandemic. A lot of things happened to Smash because of the pandemic. Yes, it did. Um, I have at least one more Zelda question. Uh, This one specifically for Mark. Are we talking about the showcase still? How long is it? Yeah, we will. We will. We'll get to it. Um recent reports uh from onuma said that they're sticking with this formula for zelda Mm -hmm. is that good or bad news um i want to say for now it's good news because i don't think this it's an indefinitely kind of thing but it's like they just have more of this flavor of zelda and it's it's I'm confident in saying that there was the top-down Zelda, there's the 3D Zelda, and open-world Zelda is just now the third flavor of Zelda, and we're gonna get we're walking into an era of this, 
and maybe there'll be a 3D Zelda or another top-down Zelda project on the side. I don't know if they do that anymore because they're just going to remake old stuff instead of just make new ones. Like, I don't know if we get a link between worlds uh, for 3D Zelda at some point. I'd like to think that would happen. I would really pop off, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there because I think first and foremost, they would just remake older games. But to me, it's only a bad thing if we don't get something 3D Zelda related in the next 10 years as a result of it, which I think that's possibly, realistic, not getting I, something. I do too. I would take a remake, honestly. Oh, okay. I, I think remake. we would get a remake. Um, yeah. 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 They, it's they've not shown ideal, enough like, that they're mm-hmm. willing to do remakes that I could, I could see them trying an ocarina one again they have the 3d one but i feel like they mm-hmm. they even have to modernize that one um like if it was something like a 3d all-stars they did with mario and it's just like they bring back 3d zeldas i would not be happy with that i would take it and i would buy it but i would not be satisfied in yeah, the way that really just showing them <laughs> <laughs> i would be happy to be actually maybe i wouldn't buy it i don't know i it's it's I'm only conflicted in this because I've played randomizers and it's just like, well, I literally have these games in other places. I, I, maybe I don't have them, but Mario 64, Sunshine Galaxy, they're cool to have on my switch and they're always going to be there. Um, I, I just really would like to see those games remade from the ground up in HD, maybe even 4k on a switch too. We'll see what happens there. Hold your horses. We'll hold Uh, your horses. I think in order for it to be a good thing, I would need to see them get pretty adventurous with upcoming ones. Where, not to say that Tears of the Kingdom isn't adventurous, but we keep pointing out that like it, it is the same map with differences, with additions. Um... But it it feels very much like Breath of the Wild 2, and I wouldn't want the next one to feel like Breath of the Wild 3. Is, I, is that I, too I, much of a criteria? I don't know what we would do in this Hyrule again. Like, the magic of revisiting and seeing things differently is cool because this is the only time we've ever go, we've ever done this. Like, the best take I've, I've seen to encapsulate that is, like, Tears of the Kingdom is the closest we will ever get or ever could get to wiping our memories of Breath of the Wild and experience it again. Like, they couldn't do that again and succeed, I don't think. I would want to be in a new Hyrule and maybe somewhere that lands somewhere on the Zelda timeline, but it's a problem for another day. Mark, uh, if this game doesn't do anything about the Zelda timeline, are you, how, like, is it going to, like, seriously affect your enjoyment of it? I, I, w- I mean, like... Like, what if it just, like, completely ignores it? He won't get one of his predictions, that's for sure. Yeah, I will not get one of my predictions. (laughs) It's a bummer. And I I worry it's not going to happen. Like, the the situation with Breath of the Wild is that there's two stories that have gone around that's saying it's either in its own timeline or it's all three of the timelines put back together into one. And that doesn't make sense. That just doesn't make sense. And it being its own separate timeline, which is really what I think this is what it's going to be, uh, is kind of a bummer. Because they've definitely said some things in some cutscenes where I feel like some really devoted Zelda fans are going to try to find their way. Like, oh, this could still make sense in the timeline. And I'm just going to say, no. 
there's just certain things they've mentioned right now that make me think like, oh, well, that flat out just doesn't line up. It couldn't. This can't be on the timeline because of this, because of very specific things. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about them, but it'll be more. I will still I still really like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom as a game. But like I will like them while there is still this contrasting, conflicting feeling in my heart when I think of it alongside other Zelda games where it's just like these all kind of weave together and then it's like no but this is like the Zelda legacy and then the open world Zelda games they're they're two different things both very good the one thing about this whole conversation about the 3D and open world Zeldas maybe not coexisting is making like like people it's very popular well people will point out something like oh my god this makes me feel super old like I know in one of our group chats it was brought up that a younger generation you do a phone sign with your pinky and your thumb up against it and like kids don't recognize that as a phone because they only know the iPhone it's like oh my god that makes me feel so old and I'm just like no that's cool that makes sense someone says 3D Zelda is a retro style game I'm like oh my god that makes me that hurts <laughs> but considering the last 3D Zelda game was 12 years ago Oh my god, that's that hurts. That's a low blow to me. All right, I think we can move on from Zelda. I also think this should be our longest conversation about Zelda on the pod, but of course we will end up talking about it again in the future as me and Mark finish up the game. Um, there's PlayStation's two showcase May twenty fourth. This episode's coming out uh right before it, and. With that, I think we should talk about it. It's first one in like two years, almost. Like a little almost less two than year, two year years. A year and a half. Mm-hmm. It, last one was September of 2021. So if September is the ninth month of the year, we're in the fifth month. So like a little over a year and a half. Um, It's been a long time coming. And I find myself unable to come up with good predictions so i think we should take well, it well thankfully that's why i'm here well yes yes i i'm gonna be leaning on peter here i think we should take this in order of most likely to least likely and we throw out some ideas here peter i feel like you'd have a good vibe of what most likely we'll be seeing here so let's get I... some of these out of the way I am so I am genuinely so excited for this. It feels like the next phase of PlayStation Five. I can't wait. I it, it, again, it's been so immense. Look, think about where we were in September of 2021. Who we were, the men we got, the men we were. They're dead now. They're gone. Never gonna see them again. We are gonna see PlayStation games. Yay! So. Obviously, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's here. Come on. All right. Yeah, that's it. We're going to get a I gameplay a segment. Long. 100%, right? We can. We all yeah, comfortably can say Gameplay segment, release date. It'll be great. Uh, wonderful. Last of Us Last of Us Factions. I think we see it here. I think I truly think that that is guaranteed. I think that's what we're going to finally start seeing Owen's favorite thing. All the games as a service that he's just woken up in the middle of the night in a cold oh, sweat oh, thinking about. Don't put about. this on me. We've all had the conversations. You were the biggest one for the longest that, time. That may be true, but we've all had the conversations. You can't look I, down on me. Well, I can, and I will, so I'll try to stop me. But 
I think we'll see Last of Us Factions. I don't know if we'll see like an extended gameplay demo. I don't know. I could I could also see that showing up at Keeley's because Last of Us is now bigger. I don't say bigger PlayStation, but now it has a it has a wider audience than just PlayStation and it's now a bigger deal in the eyes of people who aren't just gaming. So the idea of, oh, see, The Last of Us multiplayer on the Keeley. That could get people who don't usually watch shows to actually tune in. In terms of what else is most likely. Most likely. And again, I'm focusing on first party right now. Do we? I know it's technically not first party, but it's a first party. It's, you know, it's a exclusive deal. Do we need to see any more FF16? Are we good? I think we're good. We don't need any more. I bet I we will see it. I do too, and I. And I don't. I, I don't, don't think we need anymore. They've been going. No. they've been going off in their marketing yeah. cycle. There um, was a fucking state of play for the game, like what, like a month ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I bet we'll get like whatever the launch trailer is. Yeah, because it launches next month. Um, I could see, I could see the event starting off with the Final Fantasy 16 launch trailer, just like, hey, don't forget, guys, it's happening. Um, so I do think we'll see that. We we should also get the other obvious one out of the way of, uh, obviously, we'll see Spider-Man. If we don't, then we should be very concerned. Oh, what? We said that already. Oh, we did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I completely uh, missed it. Get your phone and listen to your friends, okay? I looked at my phone here? for 20 seconds and I missed <laughs> my it. Eyes are, my eyes listen. are up here, Owen. Peter can go look at One Piece fan theories for 40 minutes. But Owen looks like for two this seconds. is a thing that includes all of us. I wanted you to be curious, Peter. I wanted you to be like asking Zelda questions. I wanted my you to ask. My only curiosity was Ganondorf's designs, and I've already had that answered for me. All right, you you did, get, you're not getting you, me anything else. Did you not see it in the trailer, though? He was there. He was in the last trailer. Uh, I, I looked, yeah, but I, but I, you I, need to see it in more detail. We talked Zelda. Uh, Zelda talk is over. Don't bring us back there. Oh, yeah, now see, y'all was yelling at you, isn't it? Okay, all right, guys. So let me ask. Let me ask this question. It's not an obvious one, but. Bungie now under the Sony umbrella. We yeah, know. That's not, well, that's in the that's under. Okay, so we're doing likely, possible, and unlikely. I would say Bungie is possible. We'll get a Destiny Two trailer, just like oh, you can shoot rainbows from your finger, and everyone's gonna like a uh, hundred thousand no, 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 no. dollars. They're gonna I'm make not, all the money in the world. I'm not talking Destiny though. No, Everyone and then their is new known the new project is that show up here because we only get these showcases every unlikely. now. Like we literally only gotten one. Unlikely. I say it's unlikely. I say Bungie here is probable to unlikely and a new project be unlikely. I could honestly see Bungie going to them and be like, we want to do our own event. I could totally believe that. I don't like the the purchase of Bungie. I, if there's nothing really interesting we see from them here or even in the near future, is still just going to continue to boggle me of just like, what did this purchase actually mean? What does this do? I just Helping- want to know if... The new They're project helping with have. their other games and service. Every time they buy another like multiplayer studio, Bungie is always mentioned, saying, "Yep, Bungie's been working with these guys, and they're going to work with them even more extensively." Okay, I, I mean, I've I guess got, that makes sense. I'm on PlayStation.com, and I have listed all the developers. I'm not going to go over every single one because, like, oh, Valkyrie. No, they're a sports studio, but Team Asobi. Do we see their new project here? I wish, but I think it's unlikely. I think I it's will. unlikely also. I think so too. That makes me so sad. I want more. So I want more Astro. I would get more excited for Astrobot than most PlayStation characters, I think. Goddamn. Ben Studio. We are not seeing them. Nope. 
We don't think so. No, I don't think it's so. been a second. They right? just started like two years ago on their on their next game. But yeah, they they just released a new logo for their studio like eight yeah. months ago. <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna say possible. Okay, blue point. I say likely. Oh, Sam, I've not been thinking about Blue Point. It's I think I think it's been long enough for Blue Point. I'm not saying here's an extended gameplay trailer. I think Blue Point is going to announce what they are working on. Well, there's the rumored. I don't think it's them. You don't think Metal Gear Solid Three Remake is them? No, I don't. Because if it was them, it would not. I, if it's them, because people are talking about, oh, it could be a timed exclusive. If Blue Point is making it, PlayStation would say, "Fuck you, it's ours. It's not going anywhere else other than us." I I think they're in the probably or or possibly category. Um I wouldn't be shocked if that actually is them and it just hasn't been reported. Do you think it'll be a timed exclusive if it's made in house or if it's made in house, no, it won't be a timed exclusive, but I also don't think that any illusions that it is a timed exclusive are confirmed. Of course not confirmed, but people are saying, "Oh, we've heard whispers." You know, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. Yeah. Mark, what about Blue Point? You haven't said. Uh, I do think it's been a while. They they do remakes, so the time the turnaround from Demon Souls to now probably isn't enough time to make something. And I don't know if it's Metal Gear. That's a very exciting reveal. That could they could, uh, yeah. Blue Point could be anything. That's what's I, so exciting about them. I want to say probably, because it's. They they gotta be showing something here. If they have if they're feeling confident, because there's there's so many things on here that we just know so little about what the studios are doing, and the fact that they only do these showcases. This is literally the second PlayStation showcase ever, right? Third. Third? What was the first? There one? was the initial review of the PS5. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then the one in September of 2021. I imagine they've got a lot to talk about. And oh, I agree. Blue points. I feel like they're ones who are willing to share at least. What are you too aware of how long this is going to be? I do. I just want to. It's know an you. hour, right? It's over an hour. They've said over an hour. Let's go. And like they advertise showcases. Like I'll never forget for the last showcase, I was still living at home, and I was walking around my house, and there's a, a t someone was in the family room watching TV, and for those you know the family room of me and Mark's house, it connects to like the whole house basically and i was walking throughout and i heard like a commercial going on and i looked and my father was watching tv and a commercial for the playstation showcase was on wow like for playstation showcases they shell out these are fucking ever since the ps5 these are events they when they say showcase, it's like all right, everyone, shut the fuck up. Like as much as as much as I love Nintendo Directs and as exciting as they are, Nintendo Directs are always a spin of the wheel. They could be great, they could be they could be minor. You never know what you're gonna get. Whereas PlayStation showcases are so rare, and the kind of games that it, that they have are such big deals. That it's like when a showcase is announced, it's like all right, everyone, shut up, look straight, walk forward. Just it's a big fucking deal. I mean, I, I know you said you're excited. We haven't talked about how much we're looking forward to this. I'm actually very excited for this PlayStation so showcase. For the same reasons Peter's really saying. Like, every every E3 season, it's always like, oh, this is cool. But, man, I really just miss Sony and all these things. And this is, like, it coming back. Like, in these moments, it's like, I can pretend we have 
I mean, it's, I don't even have to pretend it's literally happening, but like, it's like all is right in the world again. It's a PlayStation fully fledged showcase. This isn't a state of play. We state also place. don't know majority of what they're working on. We don't, which could be. That's even more exciting. It's me. an is opportunity. Most of, it's mostly a mystery. It is an opportunity to be excited, but also an opportunity to be disappointed if they don't really still show us anything. But I don't, I'm believing that's not what's going to happen here because this is literally the third showcase ever and the other two playstation showcases i thought were pretty good like the first one was that for that first ps5 reveal i rewatched it it's fantastic mm-hmm. it's great was it pace of... the go ahead I, uh is there has there been a lot of third party reveals at these showcases things like uh, kenna yeah. Stray, yeah, I think so. like mostly it's indie games that they're also putting money into okay Sorry, two. I, I, I have two. Ever, yeah, go ahead. I, I have one comment and then one question for Peter. Uh, one comment is I clicked on a tweet today about the showcase, and and someone with a blue check mark was like, Oh my God, please, please show Pragmata. That's my most anticipated game. And it's like, What? Pragmata? Pragmata is your most. Game. No, I know what it is, but it's like, that one little trailer—that's your most anticipated. That's all we've seen I'm in the game. I'm surprised that just hasn't been announced to being canceled yet. I know, I know. Um, and my follow-up question was: Was it the second PlayStation showcase that you and I weren't crazy about, Peter? I believe so. Okay, I just want a clarification on that. The first one was like Miles into Rift Apart, into Astro's Playroom, into Sackboy, into Returnal, into Demon Souls, into Kenna, into Stray, into that Abe's Odyssey game. Ends with Horizon Forbidden West, and then the console itself. It's like holy shit, fucking great. But uh, next studio, Fire Sprite. I'm saying they will be here because I'm confident that Twisted Metal is officially going to get announced at this thing. It would be a good time for it. They got the show the coming this summer. This is actually a very good time to talk about a Twisted Metal if we're talking How about How many games will Fire Sprite have at this? I think they're going to they have the three ones... games. That's my prediction. They were the ones who made the Horizon one. So that one's done. Then they have Twisted Metal, and then they were hiring for, like, a first-person horror game? Something like that? And God knows what else they're working on. I think they will at least... They're definitely going... Again, I'm planting my flag in the ground. They're definitely going to be here with Twisted Metal. Whether or not they have anything else, I don't know, but Fire Sprite seems to be the dev where, like, they're working on so much shit. Again, Fire Sprite continues to be a question mark of, like, what are you? Who are you? Like, I don't understand you. And we don't know if they're good yet or not, because a lot of people no, didn't, didn't Again, really seem to VR like game. Horizon, but maybe yeah. maybe it was all right. I don't know. Mark, Fire Sprite, Twisted Metal. You think they're going to be here? Do we know from a leak that they're working on the Twisted Metal game? We, it, they were Originally, it was Lucid Games. You will remember them, of course. Uh-huh. And then after... What was their game again? Destruction All-Stars. After Destruction All-Stars underperformed, PlayStation decided, you know what, we don't trust you with this game, and we want this game to be a hit. So they took this game, Twisted Metal from Lucid, and they gave it to Fire Sprite. We know, for, they specifically said Twisted we, People Metal. who know these things have said this, Mark. Okay, that's the part of this I wanted to know. Um, and, and the show wasn't that long. 
The show MLB? No, no. Uh, the Twisted Metal show. Oh, okay. Um, whether it is Pirate Sprite or not, I mean, I'm going to trust these inside sources and the fact that the show is coming makes me want to say the timing is there. But how how old was Destruction All-Stars? Was that two years ago? That was the launch year of the PS5? Yeah, right? It was a launch year. title. It was a launch title. Okay, but, so but it's been a while. Also, by this logic, well, one, different studios. Yeah, they didn't make Two, uh, I mean, Demon Souls Remake was the same time, and we seem to think Bluepoint could have something. Fire Sprites, but the difference is that, like, again, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, a remake isn't as hard to make. Fire Sprite's making games from the ground up, and they're creating it themselves, whereas Bluepoint, it's like, do that, but prettier and modernized. Again, I'm not in no way I'm going to say the hot take, though, that a remake simply must be easier than an original game. Yes, yes. So, um, Owen, are you saying Fire Sprite is going to be there? And yes. if so, yes, I, I think okay. Twisted Metal will be there, and I think there might be one that, uh, yeah, we'll all look at and think like, oh, could be interesting. Yeah. If if it is there, I don't think it's a probably. I think it's a possibly because if they handed development off to another studio, like that's, I don't think it's as simple as just like here's the work we did. Here you go. It's no, especially with from especially if they didn't like what they were seeing, they would give the game to someone else. Be like, do yeah. this over again. I w- I want to say, I I really want to put this in unlikely, but I feel like the only possibility is that they just have like a cinematic announcement trailer. Well, again, I, this is they have to pl- announce no... like the next couple years of PlayStation here. So it's like, oh, this game we're not going to see it for a while. That's fine. I guess the only that first party game that we know is coming out is Spider Man Two. We have nothing else after that. Here's I guess, my yeah. uh, mark. If you have a point, you can make it, and then I have a point. I, go ahead. I, I'm not have much to say. I think this has been my impression of Fire Sprite the whole time. Nothing has proven this, but I still believe it until I get told otherwise i get the impression that fire sprite is not the studio that is allowed to take five years on a game i think they're like the what can you turn around for us in two years studio um mainly because we have a bunch of reports about how like they already have like a thousand employees and uh they've already produced a game and they were bought like two years ago Last year, they moved into a new studio that was like three times the size of their previous one. It is a they have like, heck, I I cannot say this for sure. I remember reading the word like campus as to what they had. I remember thinking like, no fucking way, these guys have a campus. Like I think I must I am either misremembering that or I refuse to believe that's true. Because like what again? Well, I mean, if, if, if they're that big of a company, they they would have a campus. I would need that. Again, yeah. Who the fuck are these people? Like they're working on a horror game, a twisted metal game, and they worked on a Horizon VR game. And God knows what else. Like uh, uh, who they, are these guys? We they, don't know them. I. I'm not making the prediction for this year. I swear at some point Fire Sprite will come out with a Fortnite clone. I just, I, they just strike me as that kind of studio for some reason. Like, I mean, with how fucking big they are, I, would, I, I wouldn't be surprised. All right. So moving again. Fire Sprite, just always something I love to just be like, what uh, the fuck are these people? Next. Gorilla. No, they're not going to be here. They don't uh... need to be. What? Horizon nah. Remake. Oh, that's Shut right. Up. 
Imagine that's what multiplayer. Blue Point's going to bring to the table. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine her, her. Blue Point has been working on the Horizon remake. That would be horrifying. Oh, that oh would, my god. That would really damper the whole live, showcase. I can't. Watching. It would be bad. I There are things I came up with that you'd have to bleep. It would be bad watching that live. Yeah, no, it, it would be immediately, like, all caps text to each other of, like, what the fuck are they doing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do any of us think we're really going to be there? I don't think so. I, I actually think they will be. Um, I think it's unlikely, personally. I, I think they're either going to show that rumored horizon remake or a first look at the potential multiplayer horizon that's too much that's too much horizon oh it absolutely is I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not too much horizon believe me i think it's too much how many games okay how about this how many first party games service games do you guys think will be here four Ooh. mark i'm gonna say three i'm also gonna say three because the last of those factions will definitely be one and then that's just two more and that goes to the next studio oh i'm changing my answer it's it's two it's not gonna be that many here's another one that i think will be here haven studio i think their game will be here it feels like they're due and also just with them the fact that mark cerny has been like integral to the development feels like playstation is really really feeling this one it just seems like this could be like one of their like i this seems like this, like they want this game to be like their first like marquee new ip games in service and this just seems like the time to announce it yeah it might be a little early but they also love to tout like how, how well production has been going on that game so man, maybe like- they're going faster I don't know about you guys. I'm okay with like, here's a game. You're not going to see it till like late 2025, maybe. That's okay with me. I Again, we only know one main game. Like obviously there's Death Stranding 2, but technically that's, it is, I don't know. I think they own IP, but you know, Kojima's making that. I want to know the next like two to three years. I don't need dates for everything, obviously, but I want to know the next two to three years of PlayStation 5 with this thing. Same. I agree. So that's why it's like, oh, it's still a ways off. I'm okay with that. I still want to see it. Then house mark they don't need to be here yeah, i want them i, I don't think yeah. they would be ready yet yeah house mark won't mark house mark no i don't think so not yeah. likely insomniac yes yes uh, yes um anything but... other than spider-man no i think i, it would, I, I, I think it would be spell. stupid to show wolverine uh, i agree when when spider-man is like actually coming out I mean, Wolverine just seems like it's going to be one of the last games in the PS5. I don't know. It just seems like it's 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 that far off. I only think they announced it to really sell the idea that like Marvel is working with us. Like, I agree that that that's a power move that they really wanted to get across. Again, However far the, along that is, I don't know. Whereas the MCU is falling off in terms of popularity, I think fantastic Marvel video games with the quality of Spider-Man. I think there's going to be a market for that for a while. Do you think oh, we see another studio make a Marvel game announced here? No. no. And and while I agree with you on that, Peter, I'm not out on the Marvel games in general. But 
I know this is something that that Sacred Symbols has lamented quite a bit, and I agree with them. The idea that like Insomniac is the Marvel studio now is a little bit of a bummer. Well, here's my thing. I still think they're making. I as of now, we know there's a Spider-Man team, a Wolverine team, and a Ratchet team. There are three different teams. Now. Again, I don't want them to forever be a Marvel team. I agree. I do not like that. But also, if I keep getting my ratchet, I think I might be happy. I don't know. Okay, I, I I I like Insomniac enough that like somewhere along the way, like I would like them to. I want a new IP. Yeah, exactly, exactly. London I would have liked Studio. another infamous game personally. But granted, that's not uh, Insomniac. Oh, it's Sucker Punch. You're right. God damn it. Come on, Mark. It's a video God podcast. Come on. They're going to know we don't know our shit. They're going to know we're mind. losers, Mark. Come on. Uh, so, yeah. It's not Man Cap. going to be there. I don't think Wolverine will be there, though. London Studio. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyone <laughs> London Studio opinions? They're making a Star Wars game. VR game. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, you just said, like, do you know? Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding. No. Like, yeah, it's cool. No. This, I maybe they show something here because I I know PSVR two is gonna be here too, and I don't know if Sony's really gonna give us a reason to care about like software that is actually coming to PSVR two. It doesn't seem like they are interested in supporting it, but I feel like there is an obligation to show some stuff that is. But it's gonna be an over sixty minute length uh, event, so maybe a good chunk of it will be PSVR two. Hopefully not too big of a chunk, but also at the same time, like I hope it's not no chunk because like mm-hmm. some people bought that thing. Yeah. Um, Firewalk Studios. I don't know. Uh, That's the yeah. latest member. Yeah, I, 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 I like worry that they're like former Call of Duty devs, aren't they? Or I that... believe so. Yes. Okay. I worry that they're gonna make like a hero shooter and. And one day they'll show it off and it'll just be dead before it ever comes out. Mark, you have any hard-hitting Firewalk studio opinion? Uh, not really. I would need yeah. to see them do something else to really have an opinion. That's yeah, A lot of the smaller yeah. Sony studios are that way. It's like, I mean, we already know it. they could be working on anything, but there's so many like smaller studios here that we really haven't seen much of them. Like, There's absolutely no expectation from them, so... If they show up, they show up. And maybe they show something that isn't... Uh, like The only thing I could really ask for is that they show something that I'm going to remember a month from now. Yep. That isn't just some bland military-looking thing. That's one thing I'll give the games a service. I don't think any of the... I don't think any PlayStation first-party games a service are just going to be like Call of Duty realistic war shooters. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting that. Next is a studio that I'm going to give us a, a, a prestigious award to that I also meant to give Bend, which is the This Is Our Last Chance Award. Media Molecule. I don't think we see them. I don't oh, think it's so too either. soon. They just pulled the plug on Dreams. I don't think and so. They're, I truly believe the life of their studio depends on this game. Same with Bend. They both have one final chance to live. I think this is Media Molecule's last one. We're not going to see them for years, and I hope they get this right. Because I do like them. I, 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 I respect how artsy and weird they are. They're one of the last fragments of like the weird-out-there PS3 games. Because most of those stuffs are gone, unfortunately. Or moved on to third-person over-the-shoulder action games. 
So no, we won't see them. Naughty Dog, we see them for factions. We don't see Neil Druckmann's project, right? We don't see that. No, 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 no. No. Uh, unless they think, if they are projecting two to three years out, there is this is in the long shot category. They show all of the multiplayer stuff, and then they do like, a, oh, but we have one more thing in the Last of Us world. Ooh. And they do like the one of those like 15-second teasers of it. If the I... one more thing is Last of Us Part 3, I'm going to be upset. What? Why? Why does Last of Us need to be a one more thing? Can't please... There's, Why? Some, there's something else I wanted to be a one more thing, and I'm it's going to come later on this list. Okay. I'm going to say possible. Now, Owen has told me on the, that possibility. Riding off of this hype to know there's more Last of Us in the, the that's making? What, that's what it, Factions is there for. But it, I don't think that does the same insane, thing. Is it insane for a Last of Us 3 trailer to end with 2025? I think it could come out in 2025. We're in 2023 right now. I that think sounds so, like it's it delayed super, to 2026. That sounds like it's super far away, or but like it's. I think it might just be the right amount away, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if Neil Druckmann being so involved with maybe this the show or however he has said he's working on a new game. Okay, and it's yeah. certainly part three. It would be shocking it's, for it to not be part three. Yes, I mean the way part two ends, I just don't think it's the end of the story. And, I uh, no, not anymore. Uh, that that's that's a it's obviously part three i a balk at the statement that that part two like needs a sequel but um there's we just can talk more about story to tell i'm just we've not sure if there it. is but but I, we've talked about not, part two there's now. not but again we've talked about this so many times and i know we will talk about it Hell, we'll probably talk about it when it gets announced next week on the next episode <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh Next is my main, like, any, uh, my main question is any PC. Do you think any more PC ports are coming? Uh, Bloodborne has to be coming. Nope. It has to be. No, it, do, it absolutely does not have to be. Um, and I don't think it will. I think Rift Apart will get a PC port announced. That's what I think. Uh, okay. Because seemingly with PS5 games are doing uh, after two years, we're just we're gonna port it. They did it with Returnal. Well. Uh, there was one that came out kind of recently that was only one year, wasn't there? Am I crazy? I I'm might be crazy. calling you crazy, but not in a rude way. I'm just saying I believe you're incorrect. The um, only P- the only PlayStation ports that have come out this year, I believe, are Returnal and Last of Us Part 1. Well, I guess that one, but I don't know, because it was already a remake as it was. I don't know if I'd count that. And Returnal think- was only like a year and a half, I think. I don't think that was two years. Do you think Ghost of Tsushima comes to PC? That's a good one. It is a good one. There's also I potential think... of like start announcing that Ragnarok will be coming to PC. Oh. I think Rift Apart is a sure thing. I think Ghost of Tsushima is possible, and I'm surprised they haven't. Because they've already started moving on to PS5 games. They've already ported a lot of PS4, but it's like... Ghost would be a is just makes so it's a slam dunk pick for a PC port. It makes no sense to me. But uh, yeah, that's I do think PC ports will be there at least Rift Apart, possibly more. Rift Apart, maybe. I think it's way too soon for Ragnarok. I think they want that to definitely at least sit for a year before they do that. I agree with um, Mark on that one. Forbidden West, same thing. Like it's yeah. been more time, but I don't think that 
getting touched by any means anytime soon. Here's one that won't be here. R.I.P. Pixelopus. They're still on the website, but uh, which I'd love it. I, I would. I maybe I wouldn't love it, but if they started the show with just like a send off and they say goodbye, Pixelopus, <laughs> you're gone. We will miss you. I, Jim Ryan. I, just... I actually more so. I like the image of imagining Nintendo doing that, and because they would do something like. On like a boat, you would see like the logo of Pixel Opus like float away. <laughs> I but PlayStation doesn't have that sort of personality. They don't. Not on Jim Ryan's watch, at the very least. And next, Polyphony uh, Digital, they're the Grand Turismo guys. Maybe I don't know. Uh, probably not. Honestly, yeah, yeah. probably not. Uh, we just I, had one I, last year, it, right? It, well, uh, we wouldn't yes, see actually. a new game from them. Could there be something GT related? Um, maybe. Who knows? All right. San Diego Studio. We'll probably see like a minute MLB. Sure. Why not? I don't know. Nah, I, I, I think they're they wouldn't dedicate time to MLB in the in the show. Yeah, you're probably right. It's gone yeah. multi platform too. So here is where the disagreements will come, and what I think the one more thing will be. Sucker punch. Sony Santa Monica. Oh. I think I think the one more thing is a. a CGI trailer of Corey's game. I think well, it's the I hope next it's big... not a CGI trailer. I think, or I, I think it's look because again, I think Corey's game is the next big single player IP for PlayStation. I think it's going to be one of the big single player IPs for the PS5 generation. I truly believe that you're going to see all these games to surface and PC ports and indie games and all this stuff. And they're going to be like, here, PlayStation, we're trying to brought, like, like, you know, widen our horizons, reach new fields, try new, like, you know, reach new areas. We've never been before, but at our heart, we are still a, you know, a narrative based company. And to prove that here's one more thing. That's just a Sony Santa Monica directed by Corey Barlog. And then boom, we're in. What if it's, they knew that they were going to do this the whole time and it's the debut of a new series which would be Son of War and it's an Atreus game that would be massively disappointing to me I would be I would be like why would they waste my time <laughs> no they would no I what, do you think I'm crazy like I I, think, I do think a CGI trailer is possible or a gameplay trailer I don't know but just whatever it is I think Corey's game is a I I think it will be there. Here's one more thing. Because he's been working on it for four years now. Now, but here's the thing. We don't know how Sony Santa Monica actually works. Because it depends on whether they have two completely siloed teams. Or has it always been the secondary project to God which is why i think it's definitely been the secondary project which is why i'm saying cgi trailer i i think it's more of a likely of a cgi trailer because they've likely had a very small team working on it whereas the bulk have been working on ragnarok and now that ragnarok's done the vast majority of those people have been shifted onto Corey's game while they still have a few people doing bug fixes and patches with small, like slight additions. I don't think Ragnarok's going to get any story DLC or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I think they're just working on patches and fixing any bugs or glitches. And then most people have already moved on to Corey's game. At most, you see like a very small tidbit of gameplay. But I think it's mostly just like, here is the next 
look into like one of PlayStation's next big new franchises. Directed by someone you know and trust by one of our best studios underneath the PlayStation Studios family. I, uh, if, if you're right in thinking that the scope of the game is to that extent, then I think that probably would be the messaging. Um, but I think, I think it might be too early still. Just because Corey's been on it for four years doesn't mean there's been dedicated, like, creation of it for four years. I mean, if we're trying to just generate the hype for what is the next two, three years, we had a Wolverine trailer at the last event. I don't see why that can't be here either. I'm going to say possible. Peter's telling me this. I don't think it's a probably by any means, but unlikely, I don't don't know about that. That's This is a big one to launch out there. PlayStation has... Two people, they can come out and say, directed by so-and-so, and and people think it's a big deal. And it's Neil Druckmann and Coy Barlog. I just, I have it, I've, and again, if it doesn't happen, I'm sure so many people say in, like, post-show in that game podcast, like, why would anyone think that Sony Santa Monica would be here? I know I'm probably just buying into my own hype. I don't care. It just makes so much sense. And I do think PlayStation is scared of becoming, like, oh, we're everyone, because, again, they're becoming Owen's greatest nightmare of games to service people. It's like, nope. We are still the PlayStation, you know, and here's why. And then, bam, the Corey's game. Sucker Punch. I, yes, oh, go I ahead, was going to say, I, I, was gonna say I think it's time to move on to Sucker Punch because I think that yeah. might be capping the show. Sucker Punch, they are going to be here. We're going to get, I, I, I'm I, convinced, we are going to get Ghost of Tsushima 2 announced here. I just think it would be weird if we didn't. I think, unless something is going wrong in production... I think Ghost 2 should be their main 2024 game. It just makes too much sense. I think they're going to have multiple games next year. I I don't think it's going to be the big game, but I think it's going to be like one of their staples. Like I think something bigger maybe comes out alongside Ghost because I don't know if Ghost has that kind of push unless they really have nothing else. I mean, Ghost has sold more than the or it sold. Was the last number eight million? Eight, eight or nine million, I believe, okay. is the last number we got. It's okay. a really undervalued ghost in the grand scheme of things. It didn't feel like it was that big of a moment, but maybe just had more of a long tail. I um, think next year could be Ghost, one of their big games. Like I could see next year being like Ghost, Last of Us Factions, and Blue Points game being their main titles released next year. And I, I just to clarify my thinking, I would look at ghost as the main game there just because i'm so single player focused and that would be a new iteration of a single player game but that's also what playstation's main games are so i don't think you're wrong in that either okay good just glad we're all on the same page yeah um, he tried to make fun of me with that but i'm reaffirming his stance like a good friend but uh yeah i i think this is the one last thing um it's been... Really? Uh, Does that need to be a one last thing, though? Like, or I think... Maybe it's not a one last thing, but I could see it capping the show and there's not a one last thing. What was the one last thing for the last showcase? Or each showcase, for that matter? I couldn't tell you. Peter? The last show... The last thing... The Okay. God of War, Ragnarok. I, actually, you two talk. I, I have a trivia fir- question. I have a trivia question for you guys. Oh, sure thing. 
I believe I have the answer to this. Do you guys remember what the first game shown was of the first PlayStation Showcase? Miles. No, no it's Grand Theft Auto V. Yep. Oh, yep. my God. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everyone like, oh, my God. No. No. Uh, and then, I, then I was it gets at work. Miles. I was at work watching it on my phone. And, you know, this big PlayStation thing. They're making a big deal about it. That Rockstar logo comes up as the first thing I was losing my mind. And then when I saw what it actually was, it was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about that moment until just now, but Peter, have you looked up what you need to look up? It's been first for the PS five reveal. It, I'm trying to get the video. PS5 reveal, it was Horizon. Yeah, PS5 reveal was Horizon. Then it was God of War, and then God of War again. I Which, think Ghost. I don't know if Ghost sits on the same level as Horizon and or War. we wait to do a showcase of Last of Us Factions for the end, and then they do a part three reveal. I, I think, think those are the two most likely things. Part three in the Cory Barlock game. Those sound the most enticing right now. Maybe it's because I want either of those. But I do think both are possible. But You're big I don't with, with a... predicting with your heart, Mark. I am, and I don't regret it. <laughs> um, I was curious. Peter, have we gone through all the studios at this point? And then or there's is... Valkyrie and their mobile studio they bought. So, yes. So, yes, we have. Okay. I was going to point out, not a studio, but they've co- they've worked closely with Quantic Dream in the past before. Do we see Star Wars Eclipse here? The no. Quantic Dream game? No? One, we don't because that game is not ready. Two, I believe they, uh, they told Quantic Dream to pack their bags. You think so? I think so. Um, okay. Okay. Just based on the fact that Quantic Dream is no longer, I don't believe they're committed to making exclusive PlayStation games anymore. And also, like, PlayStation could have bought Quantic Dream, and they never have. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's, a, of course, all the bad press surrounding exactly, the company. Exactly. Sure, but it is a Star Wars game. If Disney is working with Quantic Dream still, I think PlayStation... You're not seeing would- this game. You don't think so? No, not even a 1% chance you see this game. I think it's possible. That's where I'm locking it in. I'm saying unlikely. Um, They have have the Star Wars license, guys. Like, behind scenes, if they can get... They can work with them. Nah. I'll I'll follow up with one prediction here. Star Wars Eclipse is never going to come out. Oh, you really think so? Yes, I do. Um, If it comes out, it'll be a PS6 game. Yeah, when, this got announced two years ago, right? This is a 2021 Game Awards announcement. Yes, and then there was like a follow-up article a few months after about how it was literally projected to be about seven years away. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that part. But you know, maybe I'm gonna take back. You know, I'm sticking with it. Too bad. Okay, Break, miracles happen, everybody. Death Stranding two. I don't think we see it here. I think we see it at the Keeleys. 
I PlayStation's think... already been announced to be a partner for that. I don't know. The, I can't think of... It's either that or Factions that they would show at the Keeleys. And I don't I... think they'll show... I think Factions is more likely to showcase. So, Death Stranding 2, Keeleys. You heard it here first. Maybe... We, I think we see something small here with a promise to see more at Summer Games Fest. That's also a possibility. Or... They take all of the good stuff for the showcase and then they reveal their next PC port at the Keeleys. That's also possible. Man, a Bloodborne to the Bloodborne PC at the Keeleys. That'd oh, be a wow. good shot. <laughs> that that oh. would be... Uh, I'm not sure if they realize that in their back pocket they could, like, win social media for, like, at least like... four days. I don't think they realize, because they're like, look, God of War, Horizon, Last of Us, Ghost of Shima, Uncharted, Ratchet, all these things. Like, you know Bloodborne's that popular, too, right? Like, you know that? I don't think they do. Like, obviously, God of War is bigger, but, like, Bloodborne is insanely popular, and they just don't seem to recognize that, and I don't understand. Would I, a Bloodborne, Bloodborne 2 be a one-more-thing possibility? Who would be working on it? I mean, if it's Blue Point, they will never ex- the, the the masses will never accept it as one of their own. They won't. It'll be like Kerr Jack and Tarzan. Like you may be, you're like he's not my son. I mean, I'm not taking care. I don't. I don't accept him. I he believe... may, He's here, but he's not one of us. No, because Miyazaki. I mean, Elton Ring, of course, way hot off the presses for that one, and they're they're not and the they're same. And they're working on team, Armored Core right now. But it's not the same team, as far as I'm aware, that's working on Armored Core. But Miyazaki's still involved in it. I don't know how many teams they got over at FromSoft. I I think there there is a reason that none of us could possibly know as to why they haven't updated Bloodborne and why there will probably never be a Bloodborne 2. I I just think something in in the conference rooms is preventing it just, from happening. They own the game. They own it as much as they own Demon Souls. That's what's always confused me. It's like, we're remaking Demon Souls. Like, that's neat, but you have one that's insanely more popular and successful that you can do with whatever you want. Or, and you're just choosing not to. Do we not see Bluepoint because their next project is Bloodborne Remake? Can I be honest? I feel like that'd be a waste. I think so, too. It doesn't need to be remade. Well, yeah, but we're Just we're talking about we're talking about modern PlayStation right now. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't anyone here's then here's what here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Anyone who would be like anyone who would be like shitting themselves with excitement over a Bloodborne remake, I'm gonna pull up their Last of Us remake and not like rage tweets to be like, you see this? You see this? Hey, when you tweeted this, this is stupid. This is stupid. Like Last of Us remake didn't need to be remade. And I didn't need to be remade fucking bloodborne does not need i know you're gonna say oh but we got the ps4 port bloodborne was a ps4 game it ran yes. just as well as the last of us ps4 port like i don't i don't want to hear it just port it to besides the fact PC, that it wasn't 60 fps but, but um but just port it with 60 frames it does not need to be remade from the ground up that's absurd that's I, ridiculous. I would be i would be all for like a a legitimate remaster but i would actually be kind of disappointed if if they tried to do like demon souls treatment for bloodborne because 
I I just love the the aesthetics of the From Software games, and while Demon Souls looks amazing, it also looks a lot more complicated. It looks a lot noisier. It lost its art style to some extent, and I I would like to see specifically the Bloodborne art style be preserved as much like, as it could be. I would like to see Bloodborne come back just for the fans that we stop hearing about it, you know. And I, but I just I do not want that to be what Blue Point is working on. I want them to be doing something else that I I don't even I can't even think of. That's what I want them to be doing. So bring Bloodborne back, but just do the sixty frames per second and port it to PS Five and PC for the love of God. That's all it needs. That's all it needs to be. I hope we see a new Emperor Lab game. That's what I fucking hope for. God, I want to see what they're working on, but. I don't know. We probably won't. Yeah, one we, last we just yeah, had. We just had kind of. We're we're running long, so one of my last few questions before we go. Again, I don't think we see any hardware, and we don't need to. They have no hardware to show. PSVR. We'll see a couple games, and they're going to be like, "Oh, it's a big deal," but we know we know they don't actually think it. We know Jim Ryan's going like he doesn't love PSVR. It'll never be his son. He doesn't care for it. Do we see any other older IP come back from the dead? Twisted Meadow will be brought back and it'll be like, wow. And anything else? What if Team Asobi's making an Ape Escape game? I will roll my eyes into the fuck into the back of my skull. Are there really? are there any more siphon filter games to put on PS Premium? No, but that does bring up a question. Do we see any big PlayStation Premium announcements? No. Like, oh, here's a bunch of PS1 or PS2 games. I don't think so. They. I don't think so premium, either. That would mean premium yeah. is one of the worst deals in gaming. Yep, I agree. I mean, maybe they could bring a bunch of PS3 stuff that isn't there because I feel like there's a bit of a a hole in the but, PS3. But oh, there that, is, but they won't just, do it. And it also doesn't excite anyone because it's all cloud based. I mean, imagine if they say Metal Gear Solid Four is going to be on there, right? That's a that's a big deal. It is. But cloud-based Metal Gear Solid 4 is decidedly less of a big deal. Yes. It is. We will see the Konami games as well. That's been leaked already. Like, yeah, we'll see Metal Gear 3. We'll see Simon Elo. We'll see that. Yeah. But okay, Metal Gear Solid 3 remake gets announced. I'll be fucking ecstatic. Are you kidding? We we do need to more thoroughly address third-party potential for what's showing up. We do. Mm-hmm. Do you think that because I know going back to the NVIDIA leak from way back, Final Fantasy IX remake was on there, and I've always kind of been curious, like what's going on there? Does Square Enix drop anything here that we haven't seen? Was that a two D game? Two D? No, that was that was uh, the last PS One Final Fantasy okay. game. The last two D was FF Six. That's right. Yes, that. that's right. So. I don't think we see that. If we were to see another Final Fantasy VII game, it would be FF7 Rebirth. Yeah, that's oh. exactly what I was going to ask, if we would see it or not. Are you genuinely surprised by this? Or are you just oh. remembering it? About Rebirth? It being there, yeah. Next winter. That's what they said. They did say that, but I just I just firmly don't believe it, because Re- Seven Remake Part 1 took so long. Granted, they're building off of this now, so it's going to be a bit easier. But it won't take nearly as long. Mark, the second it also took so long because they had to completely take it from another developer who had worked on it for years and start from scratch. I just don't really. I am personally burned with Square Enix announcing things, and it just doesn't come out when they say it comes out, and it takes a long fucking time for it to happen. Like even sixteen, it took 
long a couple of years after they announced it to kind of just like even maybe get a launch window on it so rebirth i feel a similar way granted we have a launch window on it supposedly winter but i don't buy it still i could see that being here um i could too if ff16 is not i could see rebirth being here do we get a a final street fighter trailer i bet we do I don't think we need to. I don't I'm, think we uh, need to, but I bet I think we will. I've said it before of what I think could be a possible like first trailer for the event, but this also good potential for first trailer of the event. Yes, it is it is good potential for that. Um I think I, I think it starts with Spider Man too. It's like, yeah, here's the one you all know. Here's the one that you know I, we, I that that's my preferred way of starting. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting that out of the way at the beginning. Also, um, Capcom games here. Capcom's always here for this kind of shit. Resident Evil Four VR. Do we see Pragmata? I don't think we see Pragmata. Resident Evil Four VR. Uh, Resident Evil Four Remake VR. I should say. That would I be think very we'll cool. See. I forget if Eight VR has come out. It has. It has. It has. Okay. Damn, I'm jealous. Um, but I really struggle to think of, I mean, what are the other like hyped games that people are waiting for from PlayStation? I don't for, really think or, it's or, a lot from third parties that like, I don't think we get a GTA six announcement. You'll get Absolutely the next Kenna and Stray. You'll get the next indie game that they've poured hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. into and then it wins indie game of the year and you have to be like, okay, okay, yeah, sure. I could see a small Annapurna game showing up here. Thousands, millions into yeah. these independent video games. <laughs> Annapurna will be there. That's the free space. If it's for bingo, Annapurna with at least two games, that's the free space. I think Both of which one. I will forget about and Mark will be like, we're a week out from Lila's inward quest, and I can't wait. I'm like, yeah, that's great, Mario. It's wonderful. Into your bullshit. Um, I think I'm tapped out. I don't think I have any more to predict. I think yeah, we've we've reached the end of our PlayStation. I can't wait. I I'm treating this like a mid 2010s PlayStation E3 conference. That's how much excitement I'm going. Uh, uh, Then then that's my last question. Actually, with those expectations. Do we think we'll like this show? Like it? Yes. I think we'll like it. Okay, do we think we'll love this show? I want to say yes, but I'm scared to commit. I think, I think I'm just going to really like it. I don't think I, think I I'll unless like unless if there's something really personally tailored to me, I don't think I could love it. I'm just going to really like it. If it so becomes with a full like a, here's the next full-blown Astro adventure. I think I might love it, but at I, this I'm point, going to lean at this point, it. if they announced one on VR two, are you like thinking about no, like no, trying no. to play it somehow? Nope. Way too much money. Way too much money. Even if I, even if I was still living at home and had way more money, I still wouldn't what? Do what it. if the three of us chipped in and we just the passed chip. it around to each other to be able to play this Astro game? But, but I don't want to do it just for one game. I don't. I would need way more to invest that much money. Um, fair enough. Okay. This has been the BNY Gaming Podcast, episode 102. We went long, but you know we're bi-weekly now, so we have permission to go long. We'll see you all 
in two weeks. Bye. Adios, everybody.